MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Napa 500. Sponsored by Western Auto, the only official auto parts store in the history of NASCAR. Western Auto and Western Auto's Parts America by Unical 76 Products Company, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR and 76 NASCAR high-performance motor oil. By Raybestos Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR. By STP, celebrating 25 years with Richard Petty, a partnership in racing and high performance. STP, drive a better car. By Pontiac, the official pace car of NASCAR, 25 years running. Pontiac, we are driving excitement. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport, drink it up. By Smooth Bush Beer and Easy Drinking Bush Light. Bush, the official beer of NASCAR. And by Kmart, for the biggest names in hunting equipment like Remington, Winchester, Mossberg, and Bushnell, it's Kmart, America's Outfitters, where everything we do is built around you. The field of 42 cars to contest today's Napa 500 is on the Atlanta Motor Speedway. They've just completed the first of three pace laps they'll make around the mile-and-a-half track before they turn them loose for 328 laps, 500 miles, the distance to settle the NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship for 1996. Motor Racing Network, glad that you've joined us today. Should be a great race. Everything that we've seen through practice and qualifying, Barney, just shaping up like it should be a barn burner here today. Now, i got a feeling this may be one of the best races, even though it's the last one of the season, that we have seen all year long. Atlanta's a good racetrack. You always enjoy coming here. It's very quick. It's a unique racetrack. It has very short straightaways, quarter mile, and the turns are a half a mile, so actually you're almost in a turn all the way around. In fact, why don't we swing around this racetrack right now as the field is still making a few pace laps here to get a little heat in everything. It's been very cool for the last couple of days at Atlanta. Turns one and two lie down to the east end of the racetrack and covering the action there for us this afternoon from Hampton, Virginia. If he is awake, Joe Moore. Yes, awake, but a little bit on the chilly side here this afternoon. Barney, good afternoon, everyone. You mentioned the fact that the turns are so long. They're very sweeping here at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Allows a lot of time for a driver to make up a lot of ground. Really stays in the throttle all the way through the corner here. But if the car is off, not handling quite properly, it also allows a lot of room for a driver to lose positions. The shuffle usually will go on entering turn number one by the time they exit turn two that's when that draft kicks in on the back straightaway headed down towards turn three we'll cover all the action of this stiff cool breeze this afternoon in turns one and two when the cars do launch off the banking of turn two for that quick sprint down the quarter mile back straightaway, they will enter the banking of turn three in the full view of our Kurt Becker of Altamont, Illinois. Alan, it is cool this afternoon. The breeze is blowing kind of at our backs just outside of turn three, kind of blowing across the infield over toward turn one. As the field comes off the end of the backstretch and enters this end of the racetrack, the track widens out by about five feet or so. As a result, a lot of times we'll see drivers start a pass coming off the end of the back straightaway and into the corner if they 
can kind of dive down underneath their competitor and kind of get rooted solidly to the inside. The pass will often be completed by the time they get to the middle of the corner. They may have to roll out of the throttle just enough to let the car kind of set up in the corner. But right now, we're just about set to go racing for this afternoon. Well, for Terry Labonte's team, Jeff Gordon's team, Dale Jarrett's team, they've done everything they can up to this point. The car is prepared as well as they know how to prepare it. Now it is up to racing luck and the way matters unfold over the next 328 laps around this racetrack. One and a half million dollars up for grabs in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship, not to mention the winner's trophy here today in the Napa 500. And 42 drivers are set before a packed house on a sunny but chilly afternoon here in the south. Get ready to go at it and see who will win the Napa 500 and the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship for 1996. And as we uh, get ready for the start, we're going to roll around and make one more pace lap and uh, try and get uh, things lined up and in the right order in terms of uh, making sure all the cars uh, have all their fluids up to the proper heat, some heat in the tires and so on. And now the signal given, one more lap around and we'll get underway. And I guarantee you, once they drop that green flag to get this one underway, all the nerves and everything will go out the window in a hurry and they'll settle down to the business at hand. And as we pointed out, there are several top teams teams yet to win a race in 1996. There can be an awful lot of point changes, not just among the top three in the Winston Cup Championship, but all the way back through the top 25. And as time permits, we'll kind of get into some of those this afternoon as the day goes by. Just about every position, with the exception of a couple of them within the top 25, could change hands today. In fact, that 25th position, which is the last one that pays the point fund money in a few weeks' time uh, up at the awards banquet in New York, that's up for contest, too. Brett Bodine uh, just a little bit behind the 25th place driver, so a lot at stake there. Bobby Labonte on the bush pole today, racing for charity, the Wix Charity Challenge. $1 to the United Way from the folks at Wix Filters. For every lap that Bobby completes during the 96 NASCAR Winston Cup Series season, over $7,500 in the bank for the United Way so far. We'll give you the season's total at the conclusion of today's Napa 500. So with that, the stage is set now. The field of 42 behind the Ford Taurus pace car which is in the banking of turn three when it comes off of turn number four Elmo Langley behind the wheel of that car will make the hard left turn down onto the pit lane and bush pole sitter Bobby Labonte will be in command of the field along with Jeff Gordon who starts on the outside of the front row Terry Labonte and Dale Jarrett inside rows two and three it is time to settle the NASCAR Winston Cup Series Championship for 1996 the Napa 500 is about to start down to the line the honorary starter is Bob McKenna the president of Napa and the green flag is in the air and on the break they head for turn number one. You can bet all three of those front runners are going to try and lead a lap as quick as they can, but Bobby Labonte takes some single file to turn two. Labonte leads the pack first time as they thunder into turn number one. Gordon falls in line in second. Terry Labonte third. Fourth Mark Martin for a moment, a tussle for fifth. Now Ernie Irvin will win that. Dale Jarrett drops back in line behind him. The first driver in the top five to get back out of line. Terry Labonte, but only for a moment. Now he crawls back up into third. Terry right behind Jeff Gordon, who is right behind Bobby Labonte, who flashes off turn four and across the stripe to lead lap number one. Single file among the front half dozen cars or so back to the corner. First battle for the 13th position. Rick Mass digs down to the inside. He'll bypass Bill Elliott. The lane opened up there. Now on the inside, Dale Earnhardt goes to work on Elliott as they exit turn two. Bobby Hamilton also thought about a move a little further up toward the tail end of the top ten. Took a quick look down to the inside of the car driven by Chad Little, but now he gets back up in the line. And a single file all the way back to about 18th or 19th position. You can kind of have a feeling that 
that these drivers may settle down, get the feel of the track for a lap or two. Well, that goes out the window in a hurry. Here goes Terry Labonte trying to move up and take second place in one. Labonte got the run coming down the front straightaway. Finally clears his teammate Jeff Gordon, picks off the second spot. Now Mark Martin wants a piece of Gordon. Here's Martin. He cranks down to the inside of Gordon Chevrolet, but he cannot get by, so Martin settles for fourth. Urban takes a peek inside of him. Further back, it's double wide for ninth. Bobby Hamilton takes over the spot. Hamilton slides to the inside, as does Jack Sprague, picking up a position there. The car that loses a couple of spots in that exchange is Chad Little's machine. Bobby Labonte leading brother Terry back to one. Stretching it out, some five car lengths at lead now over the second place car of Terry Labonte with Jeff Gordon back in the third spot. Further back, Chad Little and Hunt Strickland going side by side for a while. That's for about 12th, it settles down off two. Back through the first 20 cars or so. Everyone right single file, this time by off the end of the backstretch, all chasing Bobby Labonte. Car that's on a move in a hurry is Dale Earnhardt. He started 17th, he is up to 13th. He's picked him off one at a time and beginning to close in right now on Hutt Strickland, maybe ease himself a little closer to the front. The leader's in two. Single file among the front 20 cars coming back into turn number one. That gap between Bobby Labonte and Terry now has shrunk to nearly two car lengths. It was five last time by. Now here's Bobby Hamilton on the move once again. He's in ninth, trying to get down inside of Todd Bodine and take away the eighth spot into the corner. Hamilton starts moving up the inside and Bobby Hamilton gets the spot. He will take that position over as he squeezes into line in the middle of turns three and four. Down to the stripe now. Terry Labonte is closed right up on the back bumper of brother Bobby. Jeff Gordon's fallen a couple lengths behind. Terry tights it up even more once they come into turn number one and Terry's now starting to use a little bit lower lane than his brother Bobby's using but off turn two he falls back by another car length behind him. First side by side battle back for the 11th spot. Hutch Strickland drops down to the inside of Chad Little. He'll get help toward the inside as Dale Earnhardt hooks up behind Strickland. Here's Terry Labonte off turn number four closing in on his brother Bobby trying to get up there and lead a lap as quick as he can. Bobby shut the door on him off turn four. They're back in one. Bobby strong on the straightaway. Seems it in the corner. Terry's able to put the car down on the bottom line. A little bit lower on the track allowing him to sneak up on his brother. There he is now with a nose underneath Bobby off turn two. Here's Terry coming strong off the corner. Takes a look down inside of brother Bobby Labonte. They will race door to door back up into the corner and Terry Labonte takes over the lead. As they come off of turn number four down to the start finish line. Mark Martin will move around Jeff Gordon for third but put five NASCAR Winston Cup championship points into the column of Terry Labonte at lap seven. He's now out in front back into the corner. Still the race going on for the third spot. Mark Martin has not quite cleared Jeff Gordon but now between turns one and two Gordon goes a little bit too wide. There goes Martin. He'll get third. Irvin goes for fourth and Dale Jarrett is going for fifth. Entire parade line stacking up to the inside of Jeff Gordon's car. Here's Dale Jarrett the most recent to move by Gordon. Jarrett now solidifies a spot in the top five. That's a big surprise that early in the race we're seeing this big a breakaway between the Labonte brothers. They have already pulled the entire field by better than a second and a half. Mark Martin currently hangs on to third, but the gap's getting bigger for the front two. Stretch it out quite a ways, maybe a full second of it in the front two. We're about to do battle again. Here's Bobby dropping down to the inside of Terry, challenging for the lead. Black and green Chevrolet of Bobby Labonte moves down past brother Terry, takes back over the top spot well before the entrance back into the corner. Bobby back on the point. So off of turn number four as Jeff Gordon loses a couple of more positions back in the field to Dale Earnhardt and Hutch Strickland. Gordon now down on the apron of the racetrack. Here go more cars by him on the outside. It is Bobby Labonte back out in front. Jeff Gordon fading. Chad Little goes by. Rick Mast goes by. Gordon could be in trouble. Gordon has fallen all the way back to the 15th position now as they come back to turn one. He tries to come back up in line, but he's moving very slowly. He loses two more spots. Exit in the corner. Something definitely wrong with Gordon's Chevrolet. Gordon still caught down to the inside, now falling all the way back toward 
22nd position. More cars moving by him. Johnny Benson, Brett Bodine, both move by. Gordon on the apron of the racetrack. Let's see if he stays out there. He will. He will not come on to pit road. Let's see if Jim Phillips is anywhere near his pit. Jim, have any idea what the problem is? Well, he's talking. Uh, Ray Abraham, his crew chief, is talking to him right now on the radio, so I don't know exactly what is wrong. Ray is coming down off the toolbox. We'll see if we can. He's talking to his crew right now, so we'll let him work, and then we'll get a word with him in a minute. At any rate, Jeff Gordon is on the apron of the racetrack right now. He likely will be coming to pit road this time because now he is way off the pace. Here come the front two. Off turn number four, Bobby Labonte is a leader. Terry rides second. It's almost a second back to Mark Martin and Ernie Irvin, who ride third and fourth. They're in turn two. Here they come back into turn number two, working single file. No one steps out of line this time. First side-by-side -side battle back from about the eighth or ninth position. That's where Hunt Strickland's now being chased down by Dale Earnhardt. Here comes Jeff Gordon onto the pit lane at lap number 11 as one car gets out of control and two spins down to the inside of the backstretch. It is Robert Presley first hitting the outside, retaining Waldus, came up off turn two a little bit too wide, scrubbed the wall, bounced back down in front of oncoming traffic. Joe Nemechek did a great job avoiding Robert Presley's car. Presley, though, has gotten the car and continued straight on, although he is slow at the bottom of the racetrack. We do remain under green, and Jeff Gordon is in his pit. Let's go to Jim Phillips. Right side tires are going on. Allen's evidently it's some kind of tire problem. He's changing to left side tires now. They're pointing to the left side. Now they come around. They have not changed to the left side yet. They're still trying to get those on. They're working on the right side. And the caution is going to come out as Jeff Gordon sits on the pit lane. Caution is on the speedway, so it will be the first one of the afternoon. It will come out at lap number 13, and that is going to be a big break for Jeff Gordon for the moment. We'll be back in Atlanta in a minute. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to no-go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Back in Atlanta, we're about set for the restart. We'll go back green at lap number 16. Jeff Gordon lost two laps due to that green flag pit stop that came out just before the yellow Alan, flag waved. Let's get a word with Ray Evan. Ray, any idea what caused that? Well, I mean, I know for a fact that all of the wheels were tightened up, and I don't really know what uh, what the deal was there. Uh, one of the things on our checklist is to, is to check all four wheels, and we just checked with it, but they were definitely checked and signed off, so I don't really know what happened there. That's Ray Evan, the crew chief for Jeff Gordon. 
That's the one thing that you just can't foresee is something like that happening, as we said. That can make the difference in winning or losing the championship. Green flag goes back on the field. Bobby Labonte, Terry Labonte, who ride first, second, head off for turn number one. Mark Martin rides third. They're over to turn two. Jeff Gordon had a chance to try to get back on the tail end. At least one of those laps he lost, but did not come up to speed right away. The front four cars now bypass Jeff Gordon. Bobby Labonte shows the way by five car lengths off turn two. By five car lengths back to Terry Labonte in second, then Mark Martin riding in third before Jeff Gordon left car. Now here's Mark Martin trying to get around to the outside of Gordon's car. Gordon moves underneath Martin, now moves up underneath Terry Labonte. Remember, he's got fresher tires by about a dozen laps or so than the other drivers he's competing against, but Bobby Labonte is gone. Bobby's got ten car lengths on brother Terry Labonte. The shuffle back for the third spot now. Ernie Irvin dives to the inside of the track. He'll pick off a position from Mark Martin. Dale Jarrett thinks for a moment about also making that pass, but instead he'll fall back in line in fifth. A lot of scrambling going on back for the seventh spot. That's where Greg Sachs has the position for now. Dale Earnhardt is side-by-side side with Hutt Strickland racing for eighth. Dale Earnhardt may have one of the fastest cars on the racetrack as he has continued to work his way up through the field. Everybody's watching Jeff Gordon right now to see if he can chase down Bobby Labonte and get one of those two laps back. He's getting close. Gordon has finally made the move by Terry Labonte. He's now within about four car lengths of race leader Bobby Labonte trying to get back one of those laps. They're off turn two and on the back straightaway. Here's Gordon. He chops another car length off the deficit to race leader Bobby Labonte. Bonnie. Gordon closes up behind him, now starts to dive down to Labonte's inside. Jeff just dusts off the race leader, Bobby Labonte, so put Jeff Gordon now one lap down as he comes to the start-finish line and completes lap 19. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on turn four in Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Live coverage of the season-ending NASCAR Winston Cup Series race on Motor Racing Network from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Glad that you've joined us. This one in its first 20 laps has had several twists of plot already. Terry Labonte getting five bonus points for leading a couple of laps at laps seven and eight. Jeff Gordon having a tire problem, a wheel problem, going down the pit lane, losing two laps for an unscheduled stop. Now he's made one of those two laps up, but he is back in 41st position and still on the tail end of one lap down. The field's on the backstretch. One of the battles shaping up is the battle for the fifth position. It's Bobby Hamilton who's on the charge. He's just a few inches behind Dale Jarrett's car, trying to take over the fifth spot. Working his way a little bit closer to the front of the field right now as they come off turn number four at the front of the field. It is still Jeff Gordon one lap down. That's one reason that they were the champions last year and have run so good this year. They don't give up. They don't panic. They just do what the job calls for. They've got that car really flying again as he works off turn two. 
Here's Gordon again onto the back stretch now. He's got nothing but clear racetrack ahead of him. Behind him, the leaders all the way through the top 10 are straightening out single file, except back in the battle for the 10th position. That's where Jack Sprague is racing inside of Todd Bodine. Sprague trying to find a little route underneath Todd Bodine in the middle of turns three and four. For now, he has only got the right front corner of his car right at the left rear corner of Todd Bodine's machine. Here comes Robert Presley out of the garage. After going in there at lap 11, he is down 10 laps coming back onto the speedway. Mike Bagley, what was the work being done there? Well, they had a lot of extensive damage to the rear end of the automobile and also a problem under the hood. Crew working on the Oh, well, trouble off turn two. Two cars get together. One of those is Todd Bodine. Gets into Jack Sprague. Bodine nearly touches the outside retaining wall. There's contact for a moment. Both cars able to straighten up and continue on. This race will remain under green as they sweep down to the inside of the racetrack and don't cause any problem over there. Let's go back to turn two for an update. Todd Bodine and Jack Sprague, we just talked about the battle they were having for position on the last lap when they came off turn two. That battle became a little too fierce as they made contact. Bodine's car went sideways, nearly tagged the outside wall. He gathered it back in, but now as he passes us once again here in turn one, there is some damage on the left front of Todd Bodine's Soul Chevrolet. We do stay under green for now. Both Todd Bodine and Jack Sprague drove away. Todd still on the racetrack. Jack Sprague has come down the pit lane with damage to the right front corner of his car. Todd Bodine also slowing on the speedway. He will be coming to the pit lane. On the racetrack, Bobby Labonte trailing Jeff Gordon, who's on the tail end of one lap down and would like nothing better than to see a yellow flag right now. They're headed to three. And the battle is for the second spot. Here's Terry Labonte, who has second, being chased there by Ernie Urban's car. Ernie comes up through the pack in a hurry. He also has a very fast race car in the early going. As they cross the line and go back into turn number one, 25 laps are on the scoreboard of the Napa 500. Some good races going on back in the field, but they are way, way back in the field as the front eight or nine cars have now pulled away Joe Moore by almost two or three seconds. And once again, the battle is up in the front of the pack. Ernie Irvin on the move again, headed to turn three. Irvin's black and orange Ford rumbles down inside of Terry Labonte Chevrolet, scoots by as they come to the corner, so Ernie Irvin moves up into second. Ernie Urban advancing toward the front now. Trails Bobby Labonte by about a second on the racetrack. We remain under green. Lap 26 of 328. It is Bobby Labonte leading now Ernie Urban, Terry Labonte, Mark Martin, and Dale Jarrett. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com there you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules tires, ride on our strength. Back at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, remaining under green at lap number 31, about to be 32 complete of 328. Bobby Labonte out in front of Ernie Irvin with Terry Labonte third, Mark Martin fourth, and Bobby Hamilton advancing to the fifth position. Dale Jarrett is sixth, then from seventh, eighth, and ninth, they are nose to tail, headed to one. Rick Sachs leads, leads that parade in the seventh position, right behind him, bearing down, and now trying to make the move is Hutt Strickland. Strickland dives to the inside, opens up the lane. Let's see if Dale Earnhardt, who rides next in line, will also make that pass. 
Ford and Pontiac battle for the seventh spot with Hutch Strickland inside of Greg Sachs. Dale Earnhardt Chevrolet trying to pick a lane to choose up in turn four. Earnhardt running that high groove. We've seen him do that in the last couple of years here at Atlanta. He seems to find a groove up there that nobody else wants to run in, and usually he can make some good lap time. He just moved around Hutch Strickland and eases a little closer to the front. He's back in one. Earnhardt up to the eighth position now, challenging for the seventh spot as he dives underneath Greg Sachs. Sachs goes wide, opens up the inside lane. Earnhardt gains the spot, and now Strickland's going to try to make the move. Here's Strickland again inside of Greg Sachs. They are Sachs, rather. They're side by side, back into the corner. Strickland manages to move by, and he grabs the eighth spot back from Greg Sachs. I was pretty impressed with Hutt there. He tried to find a way under Greg and didn't have the racing room to get it done, so he dropped back, let Dale Earnhardt open the door, and then when Earnhardt did put Greg Sachs up the racetrack to make his move under him, just took advantage of the opening. That's a pretty smooth drive in there. Hutt's been a, a real good, improved race driver this year. We've talked many times about how well he has learned to race, and he'll tell you the same thing. It took me a while to learn what to do on a racetrack, but it's paying off for him with some decent finishes. 34 laps on the board of the Napa 500. No big surprises at the beginning of this race, except for Jeff Gordon having the wheel problem. If he just joined us, he had to go on to pit road, lost a couple of laps. He has already made one of those up, and once he got around, leader Bobby Labonte, he has now pulled away by almost a full two seconds. That's just how quick he's getting around the racetrack as he's heading over to turn three. Here comes Jeff Gordon's car off the end of the backstretch, setting up for the entry back into the corner. Bobby Labonte, the race leader, has been working some slower traffic, putting a couple of more cars a lap down. He has just moved by Billy Standridge. Standridge driving a car that his team got from the TriStar team after Standridge crashed in the last practice yesterday. Standridge going a lap down. Also having gone a lap down at this point of the race would be Darrell Waltrip, Jeff Gordon we mentioned a moment ago, Todd Bodine, and Robert Presley. Presley who came back out of the garage a little while ago. Now Jack Sprague is behind the wall and losing laps to the race leaders. On the racetrack now, the race for second continues to tighten up some as Ernie Irvin and Terry Labonte continue to try and close on race leader Bobby Labonte. At this point, it's, uh, it's pretty well settled in line among the top uh, dozen cars or so. Barney, they're all trying to catch up to Bobby. He got away, he's got away pretty good. Well, we, usually, we said a moment ago, it's kind of unusual to see two or three cars take off and, and break away this early in the race. We're only 37 laps into the 328-lap Napa 500, but already we're seeing some cars that apparently missed the setup a little bit. Everybody's going to welcome that first pit stop to get in there and make a few adjustments. Atlanta is a handling track. We told you that the turns here are a half a mile through each turn. The straightaways are only a quarter of a mile, so if you are a little bit off, you're going to have some problems all day long. Jeff Gordon just sweeps underneath us. Already he's catching some traffic, lap traffic, or will be very shortly as the leader Bobby Labonte closes in also. But Gordon is flying. He wants to make up that one lap he's down. He's over in turn two. Gordon keeps chopping his way through some of the traffic while the leader will be dealing with those cars shortly. The real race, though, for the second spot. Terry Labonte tightening up even more on Ernie Irvin. They will ride nose to tail. Irvin just in front of Terry Labonte as they climb back up into the banking of turn three and work to turn four. Off the corner now, down to the start-finish line. Terry Labonte looking down to the inside of Ernie Irvin for second place. Terry trying to get back around into the runner-up spot. will follow that scramble for position as it heads back into turn one. Terry drives it deep into turn number one, right up alongside Ernie Irvin's Ford and flashes by to gain the spot. Move Terry Labonte now up to second. Irvin settles in back into third position. Checking on Jeff uh, Gordon's progress right now. Gordon in a big cluster of cars. He's trying to thread the needle through about eight cars in line. He's right in the middle of that pack, and race leader Bobby Labonte will soon have to deal with that traffic, That's too. That's been one of Gordon's strong suits all year long is being able to work traffic, having a car good enough to just pass them inside, outside, wherever he needed to get it done. 
The leader is Bobby Labonte. Terry rides second. His brother Terry Labonte is riding second. Still hanging on to third is Ernie Irvin. Fourth right now is Mark Martin as they all sweep over to turn two. Back in the fifth spot now is where Bobby Hamilton rides. And sixth is Dale Jarrett. Seventh, Dale Earnhardt. Eighth is Hunt Strickland. Ninth now, Greg Sachs. And completing the top ten will be Rick Mast. All that traffic works down the back straightaway. No change for position, mainly because a lot of daylight has opened up. Top ten cars spread out considerably. A lot of car lengths between each spot. We have the first retiree from this event. Mike Bagley is in the garage near that car. Jack Sprague has just climbed from his Pontiac. There is extensive damage to the right front of his automobile. The radiator has been shifted up now as Jack has climbed from his car. Taking a moment to uh, collect his thoughts. We'll get a word from him in just a moment. Jack Spray becoming the first driver out of the event after he got tangled with Todd Bodine off of turn number two at lap number 23. The damage too significant for him to continue. We have completed 41 of 328 laps in the Napa 500. Bobby and Terry Labonte hold down the top two spots. Dale Jarrett is running in the sixth position. Jeff Gordon is 38th. He's one lap down. Back at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, all of the leaders in for service, Jim Phillips. Bobby Labonte was the first in. Bobby Labonte is the first out. Second, Terry Labonte goes out. Then Mark Martin, also in the pitch. Bobby Hamilton, Ernie Urban, Bill Elliott, Hutt Strickland in. So was Rick Mass. Also, Dale Earnhardt, down out of Winston Kelly. Johnny Benson gets four tires and gasoline along with Bobby Hillen. He's followed out by Dale Jarrett, who just gets out just in front of those two. Then the car of Ward Burton, Brett Bodine, Michael Waltrip pulls out behind them. Then Jeff Burton, Greg Sachs Automobile, John Andretti, Jimmy Spencer, who's moving up through the pack, and Sterling Marlin and Joe Nemechek go out in that order. And the race off pit road will be won by Bobby Labonte. Getting out behind him will be Terry Labonte. Coming off pit road third is Ernie Irvin, followed by Mark Martin fourth. And the fifth car to come off pit road, the way they'll line up on this restart here, should be Dale Jarrett. One retiree in the garage. Let's go down to Mike Bagley. Jack Sprague is talking to some of the crew members. He's uh, telling them what happened with his hands. He's describing some contact out on the racetrack. Jack, what was the problem on the track? Well, it's just racing, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, I was running, I think I was running 11th there, and Todd was running 10th, and I was a good bit faster than he was, and it was off early. But the, the ninth-place car was getting away, and, and I needed to get around Todd, and I tried a couple times, and he, he, I wasn't really in there good enough, and he didn't cut me a whole lot of slack. We drove off in one there, and uh, heck, I got all the way up to his door. But, you know, maybe the spotter didn't tell him. I'm not, you know, pointing any fingers. It's just racing, and this is a new deal for me, so I'm not going to get myself in any trouble. But, you know, he just come down and got into me, and I couldn't get off of him. And he, he spun sideways, and I just pushed him with the front end, his, his left front out of the way. And it's just cosmetic, but it's we're not in it for the points, and it's not going to do us any good to go back out there. And you're going too fast here to be messed up. But, uh i tell you what, the Pedigree Pontiac was running great. Dennis Connor and the whole crew did a great job all year. Rick and Jimmy and everybody at Hendrick Motorsports, I can't thank them enough. Give me this opportunity. We qualified 12th. We were running 11th. I think we had something decent for a top 10 finish. It was awful tight, and I know we could have got it loosened up a little bit, but uh, just, I guess, racing a little too hard a little too early. That's Jack Sprague. He's out here at Atlanta. Everybody has uh, made a cycle of pit stops now. Michael Waltrip in for a second pit stop. He collided with another car leaving pit road. Looked like the Wood Brothers had to pull the right front fender off the tire on that machine. While we uh, wait for the field to come down to the start-finish line and get the one-to-go signal for the restart, we'll talk with the honorary starter for today's race. He is Bob McKenna, the president of Napa. Good to see you. I bet that was quite a thrill up there waving the green flag. Oh, Alan, it was great. Uh, it's really exciting up there when they've come through that first time. It just uh, it just takes your breath away. You folks have, uh, I know, an awful lot of customers and business associates here today. What, what does this Napa 500 do for you folks? Well, it's just a great uh, opportunity. Uh, this this uh, NASCAR Winston Cup circuit's a tremendous uh, 
sporting event and uh, it ties in perfectly with our business and our customers and our customers customers. We have about 6,000 of them here today. They're just thrilled and excited and uh, honored to be uh, sponsoring this race, which is going to decide the, the uh, Cup Series championship. I know uh, that if I asked you which one of them you thought was going to win the championship, you probably wouldn't answer, would you? Uh, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I, if I knew that, I'd be uh, pretty smart. Yeah, that, that's probably for you'd probably be headed for Vegas right now. Right. Listen, appreciate your involvement in the, in the sport and in the race today, and uh, congratulations on the waving the green flag. I'm sure it was quite a thrill. It was, and thank uh, you. thanks for having me. Thank you. Bob McKenna, the president of NASCAR, the honorary starter for today's race here in Atlanta. Of course, this is the Napa 500. And a couple more late pit stops. Kenny Schrader ducks in on pit road real quick. And Michael Waltrip, as you pointed out in there, he's going back onto the racetrack. And Rusty Wallace in for a stop as the field is getting ready to go back to green flag conditions. 47 laps on the board. They'll put them under green at lap number 48. Jack Sprague, the only car in the garage for the moment. And at the front of the field, Jeff Gordon in a great position to get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap. Things he are is. falling his way. Yeah, right now he is the first car up alongside of those a lap down. Uh, leader Bobby Labonte. That'll be uh, pretty interesting here when they drop the green flag. Last restart, Bobby left Jeff, but Jeff was able to make it up with those fresher tires that he had on and uh, get that first of two laps back. Now here they come off turn four. We'll see which one of them gets the jump. Pace car behind the pit wall. They hold it down to, until they get completely out of turn number four. Green flag goes in the air. They come up through the gearbox, and again, Bobby Labonte and the drag race is going to leave Jeff Gordon by a couple of car lengths, so he won't get his lap back at least going into turns one and two. Gordon falls in line between Bobby Labonte and the second-place car of Ernie Irvin. Next in line, you've got Terry Devine and Mark Martin and Dale Jarrett now running single file as they exit turn two. That traffic will remain single file. Coming back up into the corner into turn number three, here's Terry Labonte taking a quick look down to the inside of Ernie Irvin. Nothing doing there. Bobby Labonte pushes way wide in the middle of three and four. Here comes Jeff Gordon down to the inside, draws a long side, pokes the bumper out in front, trying to get back on the lead lap. They head to one side by side. Bobby Labonte struggling, trying to keep Jeff Gordon a lap down, but Still, the battle continues halfway between turns one and two, side by side. Labonte goes wide. Gordon will clear him and pick up the spot. Labonte goes wide enough that he almost left the inside lane open for Ernie Irvin to make a run at the race lead, but Bobby manages to get back in front of Irvin and shut off the advance. And I wonder how many folks, when he went two laps down, are saying, well, the championship battle is sewed up. Terry Labonte will win this thing easy. That went out the window in a hurry because he's very much back in the thick of things right now. He's not leading this race, but he's leading the pack as he goes back to turns one and two. Most importantly, back on the lead lap, but now there's a challenge for the lead. Ernie Irvin's going to dive down to the inside of Bobby Labonte. They're dead even off turn two. Irvin cranks down into the passing lane, gets a run up alongside of Bobby Labonte. Now here's Terry Labonte jumping down inside behind Irvin. But Terry slides wide in the middle of three and four, as does Bobby, so Mark Martin gets alongside Terry while Ernie Irvin gets alongside Bobby. Start finish line, Bobby Labonte by about half a hood. They go side by side back to one. Ernie Irvin drops it down to the bottom of the racetrack, pulls up alongside Bobby Labonte. Now they're doubling up further back as Earnhardt dives to the inside of Dale Jarrett. But up front, it's double wide among the front two rows. And Mark Martin has brief thoughts of trying to make it three wide on the backstretch. And it gets back up in the line. He's behind Ernie Irvin on the inside. Irvin still racing Bobby Labonte. Don't believe they'd race any harder if this were the final lap of the event here this afternoon. The front row is side by side. The second row is side by side. And the fifth car in that is 
Dale Earnhardt just watching to see what happens. Trouble in turn four. One car gets spun out of shape. It is Randy Baker's car. It gets kicked sideways, goes up to the top of the track, just kind of grazes off the outside wall and drops back down to the apron. He slides onto the entrance of Pit Road, and this completes the cycle for Jeff Gordon. If he beats Bobby Labonte back around to the yellow flag, here come the drivers into turn number four. Gordon safely out in front and should, but we'll just follow it off the corner to make sure. Meantime, Ernie Irvin's going to try and take the lead away from Bobby Labonte off the corner, which he will do at the start-finish line. Put Irvin out in front at lap 53. Put Gordon right back in the pack in the thick of it. Back in Atlanta, continuing under caution after Randy Baker spun and got into the wall in turn number four, a caution that allowed Jeff Gordon to get back on the lead lap. We've had a couple of more pit stops on this uh, second and third lap of the yellow. One of those is Bobby Hamilton. Jim Phillips? Well, Bobby was running up in the top five, Alan, before the, the round of pit stops on lap 44. But when he left the pit area, he ran over a tire or hit a tire with the front air dam from the Ernie Irvin machine. And it pushed the right side of the front air dam in. They, they pulled it out, but the right now they're trying to brace it up to where when you're running 190 miles an hour here in Atlanta, there's a lot of force on the front end. They are trying to keep it where it will not uh, suck up underneath the car and make the car push in the turns. So that the story there on the Bobby Hamilton car after getting into a tire from another machine. Field getting the signal will go back racing in one more lap. Take a minute to say hello to Jim Gateman, the vice president of marketing for Thompson Consumer Electronics. Folks from RCA looking on here. Jim, good to see you. How's everything? Uh, everything's just fine. We just want to move that uh, 98 car up a little toward the front. You, you folks have uh, gotten to know John uh, at, since he got into your car starting at Richmond. And I know John is based in your company's He's hometown. He's our hometown for RCA is in Indianapolis, and, and John's a good friend there. And, and we think uh, added to the Kale Yarborough and the Ford team, we're going to do very well. So we're looking forward to this race uh, doing well and next year's uh, as well. We will pass out the RCA Pit Strategy Award at the end of the day today. And I know you folks have a rather large check to pass out in a couple of weeks for the uh, year. We do in New York, uh, I think early in December. And uh, uh, that's kind of a culmination. Uh, we hope to be toward the front of the front of that uh, seating arrangements next year for uh, RCA. But uh, we're excited about uh, our participation. Great. Well, we are, too, and we appreciate you coming by and uh, and look forward to many more years. Very good. Hope so. Thank you. John Gateman, uh, Jim Gateman, excuse me, the Vice President of Marketing for Thompson Consumer Electronics, the folks from RCA here with us today. We will pass out that RCA Pit Strategy Award of $5,000 at the conclusion of today's race. And going to be a lot of money paid out in New York in a few weeks when the Winston Cup Awards banquet comes off up there. We're getting ready for a restart right now, looking to see where Jeff Gordon was. I believe he's going to line up 32nd. He is back on the lead lap, but he will start 32nd as they get ready to cut him loose out of turn number four. The leader for the moment is Ernie Irvin. Here they come down to the line. First car, a lap down to the inside, will be Wally Dollenback in the Hayes Modems car. Green flag goes in the air, and they race off to turn number one, and the scramble is on. Ernie Irvin shows the way, first clearing the line of lap cars down to the inside. Bobby Labonte now gets by that Wally Dollenback machine. Now Terry Labonte, the third-place car. He'll make the move going wide, followed by Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin. All of that traffic works up to the high side, just right next to the outside wall, clearing the inside line of lap traffic. The leaders work back off of turn four. They are all in single file for the moment, but here is Dale Earnhardt digging down to the bottom side off of four, trying to get third away from Terry Labonte. Didn't have the run. Falls back in line, single file in fourth. They go that way off into turn one. Nose to tail coming back.
back into the corner. But once again, here's Earnhardt dropping down, taking a little lower line in the turn. Looking for an opportunity to get by Terry Labonte. Again, he fails in the attempt and will fall back in line. So Earnhardt climbs back up in line into the fourth spot. Everyone again will stay single file. The top ten run that way back through the corner. Jeff Gordon picked up one spot on that lap around, so he's now moved up into 31st position at the front of the field. It's getting warm up there. Ernie Irvin hangs onto the lead. Bobby Labonte's putting the heat on. Terry Labonte's a player in that, along with Dale Earnhardt. The front four about a car length apart. Bobby Labonte follows Ernie Irvin back into the turn. Now Irvin stretches it out by another car length. Terry Labonte sits right behind, and Earnhardt, four-way battle up front, headed to turn three. Ernie Irvin's Ford on the race lead, chased by three Chevrolets, all stacked up right behind him. Bobby Labonte just right behind in second. Let's get out of the garage and hear from the second driver to retire from this race. And that would be Randy Baker. Randy, what happened out there? Well, I think we had a little bit of engine trouble and uh, kind of got us into the fence. But uh, we had a good run going. I want to thank everybody involved. I want to thank Miles Motorsports, uh, Edison Source, my sponsor, and major sponsor. I want to thank uh, Bennett International Travel Service and uh, tell everybody I'm okay at home and we had a great time and we're going to be back. That's Randy Baker, his Chevrolet all crunched in in the rear deck lid. He will not be able to come back out and join the rest of the field. Right now, the front four are about a car length apart, as we told you a moment ago, but back about 13th position. That's where some really hard racing's been going on for the last couple of laps around. Sterling Marlin emerges from that pack of traffic, but still locked up in that scramble as they go off into turn number one as Joe Nemechek and Jimmy Spencer and about five other cars. Nemechek's a big loser there, comes into the corner using the inside lane. Everybody's lining up on the outside. First of those is Jimmy Spencer. He'll swing around, bringing Ricky Rudd and others off turn two. Jimmy Spencer moves into the 14th spot. Ricky Rudd now battling Nemechek for the 15th position in turn three. Up front, here's Bobby Labonte looking for the lead. Down to the inside of Ernie Irvin at the start-finish line. Draws up alongside, about as far up as the door. Now pulls even into the corner. And he'll pick up the position coming into the turn. Bobby Labonte back out in front of the pack. Irvin tries to get back down in line before brother Terry makes the move. Off turn two, Terry already looking for the opportunity to get down low. Terry Labonte riding in the third position, about a half lane to the inside of Ernie Irvin. Can't get the run started, so Labonte, Terry, sits third. Good hard racing up at the front of the field. Mark Martin trying to get up there and get a piece of that right now. He has moved his way up into sixth position. Dale Jarrett rides seventh. He's just kind of watching what's going on. Looking a little further back in the field, Jeff Gordon has picked up a few more positions. He is up to 29th, but he is really caught up in a lot of traffic as he goes back to turn one. Jeff Gordon trying to work his way through the traffic. Last uh, time on the restart, of course, he lined up along with the leaders, jumped out in front of the race lead and had plenty of clear room so he could pick up a lot of distance. Now, of course, that progress impeded a bit by all the traffic he's having to deal with as he struggles at the tail end of the field. Gordon moves up through the traffic. The leaders work off turn four. In one more lap around, we will have completed the first 100 miles of the Napa 500. It's coming from Darlington, Talladega, Rockingham, Charlotte, from Daytona Beach, from the makers of the only engine oil endorsed by NASCAR. New 76 NASCAR High Performance Motor Oil. You know 76, makers of the winningest motor oils in NASCAR Winston Cup history. The choice of more NASCAR Winston Cup winners than any other brand. These guys weren't paid to use the 76 brand. They chose it because it wins. Well, our best just got better. 76 NASCAR High Performance is formulated with a combination of traditional anti-wear agents and leading-edge ashless anti-wear compounds. Good tech talk, but for you, that translates to one smooth-running engine. Look for new 76 NASCAR High Performance Motor Oil.
our best just got better. At the Atlanta Motor Speedway, a six-car breakaway at the top of the pack, led by Bobby Labonte. Ernie Irvin is second, Terry Labonte third. Dale Earnhardt is fourth for the moment, though Mark Martin has been trying to get that away from him. Mark now settles in line fifth with Dale Jarrett sixth. 66 of 328 laps complete from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. Across the stripe, completing lap 69 of 328 is race leader Bobby Labonte. Just about four car lengths between himself and second place Ernie Irvin. One car length between Irvin and third place Terry Labonte. As we continue to give you the rundown through the field now, Dale Earnhardt is fourth, Mark Martin fifth, and Dale Jarrett sixth. Rick Mast is up to seventh with Hutch Strickland running eighth. Jeff Burton started 40th. He is now in the ninth position, and Ward Burton is running 10th. Bobby Hillen having a good day in 11th. Ted Musgrave is 12th. Sterling Marlin. 13th, Ricky Rudd 14th, and Jimmy Spencer 15th. 16th position is Greg Sachs with uh, John Andretti 17th, Joe Nemechek 18th, Chad Little 19th, and Jeff Bodine 20th. 21st is Dave Marcus, Jeff Gordon is up to 22nd now with Ken Schrader 23rd, Gary Bradbury 24th, and Rusty Wallace 25th. Roy Allen is 26th, Brett Bodine 27th, Elton Sawyer 28th, Michael Waltrip 29th, and Lake Speed 30th. 31st is Bill Elliott, Bobby Hamilton's 32nd, Ricky Craven 33rd, Johnny Benson 33rd, 34th and Morgan Shepard is 35th and the final car on the lead lap. One lap down in 36th is Billy Standridge and 37th Wally Dallenbach. Three laps down in 38th is Darrell Waltrip. Five laps down in 39th is Todd Bodine and running 15 laps down in 40th position is Robert Presley, Randy Baker and Jack Sprague are 40, 41st and 42nd. Those drivers are retired from the event. And a scramble just a moment ago for second place. Terry Labonte moved underneath Ernie Irvin to take it away as he comes off the corner right now. Bobby Labonte about a full second ahead of Terry. Then rides Ernie Irvin as they work their way back into the corner. And Dale Earnhardt beginning to put a little pressure on Ernie Irvin in turn one. Matter of fact, it's been a pretty complicated battle there. Earnhardt's been trying to get by Irvin all the while. Mark Martin tried to pass Earnhardt. That's what's going to happen now. Earnhardt went wide to make the move by Irvin. Instead, Mark Martin's going to make the move on him. And Martin has run out of racetrack coming back into turn number three as Earnhardt moves down and shuts off the inside lane. So Earnhardt holds on to fourth for now. Earnhardt slides wide in four, though. Here comes Mark again with the drive on the bottom lane, trying to pull up alongside Earnhardt at the start-finish line. He draws about up to his door, headed for one. Racing for the fourth position, coming back to turn one. Earnhardt will hold him off yet again. Going wide, though, entering the corner. That opens the inside for Mark Martin. He'll challenge again off turn two. Here comes Martin's Ford, once again swung down to the inside of Dale Earnhardt Chevrolet. This time he tries to stay planted down inside, but again runs out of racetrack, can't get by. All three of those cars look like they're about equal on a given lap. Earnhardt finally got around Mark Martin there, now scoots his way off turn number four. Dale Jarrett still driving exactly how he needs to, not pushing the issue one way or the other, just staying within striking distance of the leader. They're all in turn two. Jarrett riding along at the sixth position, just waiting to see what's going to happen just ahead of him. For now, they'll all remain in single file, working onto the back straightaway. Further back behind that battle, here's the battle for seventh position, beginning to shape up. That's where Rick Mast has the spot. Jeff Burton continues his climb. He He's challenging Mast. Jeff Burton having started all the way back in 40th position. Remember, he didn't qualify here back in March. Definitely the bottoming out point of the season for he and that team. Now they've come from the back all the way up into the top 10. Mike Bagley's down with Buddy Parrott. Yeah, Buddy Parrott leans over. Buddy from 40th to well in the top 10. What's Jeff saying about the car? Well, I tell you what, the guys really worked hard on this X-Side Ford yesterday, and uh, it's really paying off. We decided to bring a car down here 
that we could race and not qualify, and then we nearly missed the race. But anyway, we're real happy with the way the car is handling. Jeff's doing a great job, and we just hope for the best today. That's Buddy Parrott now back on top of the war wagon here in the pits to keep track of the lap times. Crucci for the Jeff Burton automobile. 76 laps are on the scoreboard. 328 will make up the distance here this afternoon. There's been some furious battles been going on back in the pack. Back at about 20th position, a little further on back, Kenny Schrader, Dave Marcus, Rusty Wallace, Brett Bodine, along with Michael Waltrip. That big pack of traffic's going off into turn one. That parade now being led by Dave Marcus as he takes the high lane coming back to turn one, swinging wide open to the inside for Kenny Schrader. Schrader's going to try to take advantage of him as he exits the second corner. Double wide racing several rows deep in this pack from about 20th position on back. Here's Schrader moving up underneath Marcus. They ride door to door in turn four. Those drivers racing back for positions 22, 23, 24 on back. A group of about a dozen cars all there. Wally Dallenbeck is off the pace in the Hayes Modems car. Very slowly down the inside of the front straightaway as he came past now. Meantime, on the racetrack, seventh position has changed hands. The uh, Jeff Burton car has picked up another spot. He got around Rick Mast, and so Jeff Burton continuing on his march toward the front. He is up to the uh, seventh position and checking on Jeff Gordon. He's moved up to 17th. Not bad after making up two laps earlier in the race. He lost with an unscheduled green flag pit stop. Tell you what, just to be able to make up those two laps this early, we're not even 100 laps into the event, and he's already made up two laps, gives you an idea of the depth and caliber of this race team. They haven't panicked. they still got plenty of time to get up there and win this race and do what they need to do. Jeff's taking his time, working his way through some of those big packs of traffic that we talked about a moment ago. If it was there and they were running door to door, he just kind of backed off and checked up once they kind of got out single file, he'd knock them off two and three at a time and continues to work his way to the front. 79 laps are on the scoreboard. Again, not a good day for Darrell Waltrip. He is on pit road again for an unscheduled stop. Brings the Western Auto Parts America car back onto the speedway. The leader right now, Bobby Labonte, coming off turn number four. Old Terry's keeping him in sight just Bobby. to kind of see what his little brother's doing, I guess. Bobby had to check up off turn four a lap ago. Had a lot of trouble with a lap car there that I guess uh, he wasn't sure which way the car was going to give him, the lane inside or outside, so he lost quite a bit of ground there. Terry now has drawn right on Bobby's back bumper. The Labonte brothers, one and two at lap 80 of 328. Back in Atlanta, leader Terry Labonte has just put Morgan Shepard a lap down. Behind him, that race between Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin for fourth spot flares up again. Side by side, entering turn number two. Mark Martin with a favorite groove down to the inside. Earnhardt may have to come out of it on the back straightaway. They are side by side, coming all the way off the end of the back stretch. With Earnhardt up high, Martin down low. The outside line will work. Earnhardt hangs on the fourth. Well, it's a big difference from Dale Earnhardt, who used to come here four years ago when that car would stick at the bottom of the racetrack. We used to talk about him running that left front wheel all the way below the white line down to the flat part of the racetrack. And now Joe Morey seems to prefer the middle groove and even higher. Still working on Martin in turn two. He's been very high coming off turn two a couple of times working traffic. Looked like he was going to get into the outside retaining wall, but he brought it down just in the nick of time. And again, that outside lane has proved beneficial for Earnhardt as it helped him in getting by Mark Martin. Mark Martin has taken that position away from Dale Earnhardt now. So Mark up to fourth, Earnhardt back to fifth behind them. Jeff Burton continues his move toward the front. He has just taken sixth away from Dale Jarrett in the last couple of laps. Haven't talked much about Jarrett so far today. He started the race back in the fifth position. He continues to run in seventh, but has not been any farther to the front, has not led a lap yet. Winston Kelly is in the Ford Quality Care Team's pit to give us an update. Uh, before that first caution flag, Allen, he reported that the car was just a bit 
it tight going into the corner. They made a very slight adjustment to the car through air pressure. He didn't say anything for a good 10 or 15 laps after that. He's reporting the car is still what they described as just a tick tight going into the corner. Obviously not something to worry too much about. Tight being that the car wants to drive up the racetrack just a bit. The front end of the car wants to go up a little bit and not turn quite as freely as they would like for it to. But they're not concerned at all in Dale Jarrett's quality care pit. They'll make another slight adjustment during the next pit stop. Tell you who has really impressed me has been moving up right now as he comes off the corner up here. The 99 car we we're talking about a moment ago. Can't believe how good he is getting around this racetrack right now. That's Jeff Burton as he flashes across the start finish line again starting back in the 40th position has worked his way up to the sixth spot now and is beginning to close in on Dale Earnhardt who runs fifth though he's about 10 car lengths back off of his bumper. Other driver having a great run is Hutt Strickland. Hutt started this race in the 11th spot. He is running in the eighth position right now having a solid effort in the top 10. Of course this has been uh, somewhat of an up and down season for Strickland and uh, that team but they have some big plans for 1997. They have hired Richard Broom as the new general manager of the Circuit City team. Plus, they're going to take their engine program back in-house again at the Stavola Brothers operation for next season. Feel like they're laying the groundwork to be competitive with the uh, other front-running operations. Uh, Hutt and Richard working so well together at Kenny Bernstein's team last season before going their separate ways to different operations at the beginning of this year. So, Hutt uh, having a fine run here today, right now solidly in the top ten. He's a good race driver. You know, he set out for about a year and a half there. Once he came back to Wista Cup Racing, he impressed everybody, and he told me the other day, he said, I I think our operation is going to be as good as anybody in the way he's the last half of the season, the way they've performed. I'm sure it will. 91 laps are on the scoreboard for the most part here at Atlanta this afternoon of the Napa 500. It has been the Labonte brothers. And I don't think that's been a big surprise to anybody. Bobby started on the bush pole led the first six laps of the race. Terry got around him, led lap seven and eight. Then Bobby went back out in front at lap nine, led until lap 52 when Ernie Irvin beat him back to a caution flag that was waving at that point. Then on the uh, exchange of uh, pit stops, Bobby Labonte's team got him off the pit road first, and uh, he took over the top spot after that, after uh, another caution flag uh, a bit later on. Excuse me, uh, Ernie Irvin led through, uh, let's see, he led from laps 53 to 62. Then it was Labonte getting back out in front at lap 63 and holding the top spot until lap 81, just a sh uh, short while ago when Brother Terry went back around him, and uh, that is the way things stand now with Bobby, excuse me, Terry and Bobby in the top two spots. At this point, five lead changes among three drivers. Two cars out of the race, Jack Sprague and Randy Baker. On the lead lap, we have of the original 42 starters, 33 machines. And the average speed is 144.120 miles an hour. This mid-race update, sponsored by Sports Image. Shop this holiday season with Sports Image for the race fan on your list. A complete line of Dale Earnhardt, Cartoon Network Racing, and Ron Hornaday apparel and souvenirs. Make great gifts. Call for a free Christmas brochure and a full-color catalog today. The number, toll-free. 800-342-7612. 93 laps are on the scoreboard. And Jim Phillips, what are we looking at for the next round of pit stops, assuming this race will stay green? I think Barney will start seeing some pit stops around lap uh, 100, somewhere in that range. Uh, I figure they could run a lot of these teams 55 laps on gasoline. Some probably in this early stage of the race, if their car's not handling as well, will not go the full limit on a tank of gasoline. So pit stop should be coming up shortly. I think we're going to see a lot of guys that will be glad to get on the pit road except for maybe the first five or six cars. We've got a lot of cars that are skating all over the racetrack in both ends of the speedway. Heating up a little bit again at the front of the field for the leaders over in turn two. It is Bobby Labonte again trying to catch up with Terry Labonte for the time being. 
can't get close enough to do anything because they're all having to work by some slower traffic. Ernie Irvin also in that mix headed down to turn three. That slower traffic has been no problem so far for race leader Terry Labonte. He's been able to take the car any place he needs to on the racetrack. He's got three car lengths on Bobby Labonte. Boy Allen has gone a lap down to the leaders. Gary Bradbury, Johnny Benson all being bypassed by the top three drivers in the last couple of trips around the speedway. 96 of 328 laps complete in the Napa 500. Pit stops should be beginning shortly. The first of the green flag pit stops has begun at lap number 100. It is Ted Musgrave making the first break from the banking. Now at lap 101, Dale Earnhardt will break off the speedway and he will come down to the attention of his crew. So stops beginning now for some of those on the lead lap as we have reached now the 100 lap point. Musgrave in and uh, also Earnhardt heading to the attention of his crew. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Well, Dale Earnhardt now comes to a very smooth stop, has to stop on the binders right there at the end. The crew working on the right side of the automobile. Ricky Byers pulls off that right rear tire as Ted Musgrave wheels by. The crew now going around to the left side of the car. Mike Moore pumps it up. Gene Dehart and Ricky Byers changing left side rubber. Greg Sachs has his first Union Pontiac on pit road. The crew wheeling around to the left side of that car. A four-tire stop there. Earnhardt down and away. Seventh place car is in the pits also. That will be Hut Strickland. He's heading down toward Jim Phillips. That brings the Ford in. They've changed the right side tires. They're going to clean the windshield off. A solid top ten run for Wayman Hut Strickland today. And a second place finish earlier at Darlington. They come around the left side, changing left side tires. First can of Unical gasoline is going in. Now the second can for Hutch Strickland here on lap 102. The fifth and seventh place cars come to the pit lane at lap 103. It is Mark Martin and Rick Mast, fifth and seventh respectively before their stops. Let's cover Mark Martin's stop. Mark is in, they're jacking up the right side. Here comes the Pontiac of Rick Mast making his last run for the Jackson Racing Team. They go around the right side on the Pontiac. They're going to make a chassis adjustment on the mass car, and we're lap 103, two cars in for tires and gasoline. Now, these are green flag stops, but they would be scheduled pit stops. Chad Little also bringing his machine in. Morgan Shepard is on pit road right now. Here comes Ricky Rudd off the banking up in turn number four. Let's check in with Mike Bagley. Morgan Shepard is in his Ford getting right side tires right now. Now the crew swinging around to the left side of the automobile. Unical gasoline going in. Now left side tires, one pump. Two pumps, three, now the old tires come off, new tires go on, as Morgan Shepard gets four tires of gasoline. Other cars coming down the pit lane would include Joe Nemechek and now Jeff Burton dropping off the banking, running in fourth at the time of his stop. He is all the way down at the turn four end of the pit road in front of Mike Bagley. Buddy Paired and the boys over the wall as Jeff gets some windshield service. Now the crew changing the right side tires as everyone scrambles now to, to hustle around to the left side of the car. One can of Unical gasoline already in. Here comes another as the crew jacks up the left side of the car. Other cars coming in on pit road for their service. Now one crew member scrubs off the grill. Jeff Burton is down and away. But the front of the field continues to stay on the racetrack. Terry Labonte, Bobby Labonte, Ernie Irvin still out there running off into turn number one right now. Dale Jarrett also has not made a pit stop. Pretty good scramble at the front of the field in turn two. Terry Labonte still working on some of this traffic. First trying to clear the way, getting by Wally Nunn back. He'll open up the inside lane. Now brother Bobby makes the move by as well. Terry Labonte, he runs all the way down to the very inside lane of the backstretch and hugs the inside groove over to turn four. And it looks like they're all slowing down those front three to come to pit road. Stop will be at lap 107. Terry Labonte, Bobby Labonte, and Ernie Irvin all break for the pit lane, as does Dale 
Jarrett watching farther behind to see who will take over the race lead. If perchance it'll be Jeff Gordon able to get bonus points during this exchange of stops. But for now, the leaders are all headed down towards turn number one in front of our Jim Phillips. Here comes Terry Labonte again. They radioed Bobby. They said, Bobby, just follow Terry in. He said, that's no problem. I've been following all my life. Also in is Ernie Irvin. They're on the right side of the Kellogg Chevrolet. The Interstate batteries cruise around the left side now. That's Jimmy Maker on the jack. Left side tires going on Bobby's car. Left side tires going on Terry's car. He's going to win the race off the pit lane. Still working on the left side. Down and away goes Terry Labonte, and he's going to win the race off the pit lane. Winston Kelly. 20.25 seconds to stop on Dale Jarrett's car. Four tires, and they did make a slight chassis adjustment on that automobile. They're trying to free it up just a little bit. A lot of other cars on this end of pit road have come in. Jeff Gordon now working his way down pit road in front of Jim Phillips. Here comes Jeff Gordon in. Gordon's been on the pit lane more than anybody today. But of course, they've been changing those tires to try to catch up. Right side tires going on the DuPont Chevrolet. The pit board is out for Bill Elledge Ford. He comes down the pit lane right now. They're going around the left side of the Gordon's car, changing left side tires. They swing around the right side of the Elliott car. It's going to be four tires and gasoline for Elliott and Gordon. You're on lap 108, out of Mike Bagley. Jeff Bodine has been in, also Loy Allen and Jimmy Spencer with routine service. Ken Schrader really had a tough pit stop. He locked up the brakes coming in, almost slid it to the rear end of Jeff Bodine. He had to back up and almost clip Dave Marcus. He had to make an extended stop. All the cars at this end of the racetrack getting four tires and gasoline, all with routine service. Important in that exchange of stops, Jeff Gordon did lead lap number 108. So Gordon has picked up five bonus points toward the NASCAR win. Cup Championship evening out Terry Labonte's lead at the top of the standings. Bobby Hamilton then took over the race lead by virtue of being on the racetrack. Until this point, here comes Hamilton and Michael Waltrip, the last of the leaders to cycle around through their stops. That will uh, hand the lead over yet to Brett Bodine, who has also not made a stop. Let us cover pit stops first for Bobby Hamilton. Bobby Hamilton's air dam on the right side, Allen is still pushed in quite a bit. And I looked and watched him go around the corners. It still it wants to go up the racetrack, does not want to turn as well as it did earlier today when he was a top five car. So Bobby Hamilton, they're changing right side tires on his car. Now around the left side here on lap 110. Bobby Hamilton. Johnny Benson is also making his pit stop right now. Michael Waltrip down and away, getting ready to go back onto the speedway. At this point, the race lead in the hands of Brett Bodine with Ricky Craven next in line. Those two drivers have not yet made a stop in this particular cycle of pit road activity. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. The Napa 500 to decide the NASCAR Winston Cup Series Championship comes your way live from the Atlanta Motor Speedway on MRN Radio. Glad that you are with us for our live broadcast. Alan Bestwick with Barney Hall, Joe Moore and Kurt Becker in the turns. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly and Mike Bagley cover pit road for us today. We are finishing up a series of green flag pit stops that have handed the lead in turn from Terry Labonte to Jeff Gordon to Bobby Hamilton to Brett Bodine. Now to Ricky Craven as Brett Bodine has brought the lowest car in. Let's cover his Stop. And only two tires for on the right side. Now there's a problem. Now the crew is spinning back around to the left front of the automobile. Check that the right front. As they all the lug nuts not tighten, they spin around, tighten them. Brett Bodine now sitting on the pit lane. What was supposed to be a quick stop turned out to be a lengthy one for, for Brett Bodine. Not really good for him as he's going to have to play catch up here the rest of the afternoon. A, mo a moment ago after that round of pit stops, Alan, it looks like when everything cycles back around that Mark Martin probably will be the leader. He is running ahead of all the cars that were ahead of him just a moment ago, including Terry Labonte, Ernie Irvin, 
and uh, Bobby Labonte along with Dale Earnhardt. Here comes Ricky Craven who took over the race lead when Brett Bodine pitted. He is now coming down for his stop. That will hand the lead now to Lake Speed, the last of them who has not made a pit stop. So after Lake Speed pits, it'll go back to Mark Martin, then Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Burton, Terry Labonte, Ernie Irvin, Bobby Labonte, Dale Jarrett, and Hutt Strickland. That'll be the way it'll cycle out. Right now, though, Craven is on pit road, and Lake Speed has the spam machine out in front. Back at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, we have 22 drivers on the lead lap of the original 42 starters, 40 of whom are still on the speedway. Let's set the front half of the field for you. The race lead belongs to Mark Martin. He's out in front of Dale Earnhardt by just a couple of car lengths. Earnhardt having that same distance on Jeff Burton, who is third. Terry Labonte is fourth, Ernie Irvin fifth, Bobby Labonte in sixth. You've got Dale Jarrett in seventh position. Running back in the eighth spot at this point is Rick Mast with Hutt Strickland in ninth and tenth being Ward Burton. Jeff Gordon now up to the 11th spot. 12th belongs to Sterling Marlin. Ricky Rudd is 13th. Jimmy Spencer 14th. 15th is Greg Sachs. Bobby Hamilton is 16th. Ted Musgrave 17th. 18th is Michael Waltrip. Joni Bacek is 19th. Rusty Wallace 20th. 21st is Bobby Hillen. And Jeff Bodine is in the 22nd position. He is the last car on the lead lap and he is barely on the lead lap fighting for all he can to stay there. Here comes the leader off turn number four. Mark Martin pinned up in some traffic. He's about to catch Jeff Bodine and several other cars. Going to have to thread his way through that. That might allow Earnhardt to close in a little more in turn two. Mark Martin looks for the opportunity to get by that lap car that uh, car will be lap, that is, and Jeff Bodine just ahead of him. As he does, now Jeff Burton, his teammate, looks down to the inside, tries to get by Martin. Martin's been bottled up behind lap traffic for the last several laps. A lot of double wide racing among the slower traffic at any rate just ahead of him. Now here's Martin diving down in side of Bodine. Jeff Burton on the fly took second away from Dale Earnhardt a lap ago. Now trying to find a way around Mark Martin for the lead while Mark deals with a couple of lap cars trying to stay on the lead lap. Jeff Bodine the first of those. He's dealing with the Loy Allen car kind of slowing him up every now and then. Here's Martin finally finally opening down to the inside at least for a while it was open. Now Darrell Waltrip's in the way. Martin has to fall back in line in the outside lane. Mark Martin has to change lanes on the run. First moving from the inside up to the outside of the racetrack. Now once again he goes to work trying to put a lap on Jeff Bodine. Tries to pin that car down to the bottom of the racetrack. They almost touch coming out of turn number four. Jeff Bodine and Mark Martin, and again, diving down to the inside, goes Jeff Burton and Terry Labonte. Give him all the credit in the world. He's right in the thick of that pack, racing just as hard as he can, Joe Moore. Labonte drops down to the inside lane. Boy, they're all over him, too, as he gets by Jeff Bodine. you got Earnhardt going wide to the outside. Irvin swings down to the inside. Here's Bobby Labonte also coming up into the mix. Bobby Labonte trying to get by Jeff Bodine's lapped car. The first four in the running order have all cleared this most recent set of lap traffic. Dale Earnhardt lost three positions in that last lap with Terry Labonte, Ernie Irvin, and Bobby Labonte all getting by Dale Earnhardt. So Earnhardt slides back in line now. He should be back in the sixth position as they head to one. Working down the inside lane, getting by some of the slower traffic. Further back, other cars trying to make their way into the corner. Dale Jarrett, because the other guys have been tied up in traffic for so long, he's starting to make that uh, pack a little bit heavier headed down to three. And there's trouble in turn three. Joe Nemechek's car has gotten into the outside wall at the midway point of the backstretch and now rim rides the wall all the way across turn three and over toward the top of turn four. Big break for everybody in the field. Yellow flag is coming out, being waved again as Joe Nemechek's car hung up to the high side of traffic, not able to get down to the bottom 
bottom of the racetrack and caution is on the speedway and very likely we'll see everybody duck on the pit road. And while the field was coming back around to that caution flag, it was Jeff Burton getting around Mark Martin to take over the race lead. So put Jeff Burton out in front of the event at lap number 125. So uh, Burton leading for the first time today, making it a 10th different driver who has been out in front of this event. A lot of those coming in an exchange of green flag pit stops just a short while ago. Now the caution for Joe Nemechek's problem in turn number three. Well, at this point, the uh, title contenders have had uh, somewhat markedly different storylines for their day. Terry Labonte being up front, leading early, and not being farther back, I don't think, than fifth uh, the entire race to this point. Dale Jarrett kind of easing along in the second half of the top ten, not being a factor to lead yet, but being somewhere up in the front of the pack. And Jeff Gordon, he's had the adventurous day, had a tire that was loose on his car, made an unscheduled green flag pit stop. At lap number 11, while he was on pit road, the caution came out, caught him two laps down. He's made both of those laps up, and now he's come back up into the top 15 positions. Pit stops. The race leader, Jeff Burton, is in. All the crews are out to the right side of the automobile. The old tires are off. The new one goes on. Unical gasoline going in. Also, Jimmy Spencer coming in, jumping back to Jeff Burton. The crew working on the left side of the automobile as other leaders are in front of Winston Kelly. Dale Jarrett, the first here on the midsection of pit road, along with Ward Burton, Ricky Rudd, Greg Sachs, on pit road as Jimmy Spencer pulls away. Four tires and gasoline, the name of the game here. Now more in front of Jim Phillips. Terry Labonte is in, Bobby Labonte is in, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Hamilton. So is Hutch Strickland in. Rick Bass runs up the pit lane. Mark Martin leads the pit lane. He's going to beat Labonte and the rest out. The race off pit road will be won by Bobby Labonte. At least that will appear to be what it is as they work their way around the racetrack on the apron of the speedway. Jimmy Spencer, that quick pit stop, puts him back out right behind Labonte, followed by Ernie Irvin and Mark Martin. We're looking at 126 laps complete in the Napa 500. Back in Atlanta, the Napa 500 is under caution for the fourth time. The yellow brought out when Joe Nemechek got into the wall in turn three. Let's go to the garage. Joe Nemechek has climbed from his Chevrolet. The crew working on the right front. Jeff, what's the problem? Uh, Joe, what's the problem? Oh, what a tough day uh, for the Burger King Chevrolet. Uh, we just, we got hit out there. I don't know exactly what happened. You know, Rusty was there, Bobby Hillen was there, and uh, all of a sudden I got turned up into the fence pretty hard. And uh, just unfortunate, you know, we are trying to finish the year out on a good note. And, uh, uh, we had a pretty decent car, you know, running decent laps, uh, made up some ground during the pit stop, and uh, just trying to finish this thing. But uh, people get in a hurry there, and that's what happens. That's Joe Nemechek. Extensive damage to the right front, actually the whole right side of the car. Five crew members working specifically on the right front wheel well. Well, that'll happen. Yeah. That's, that's racing, as they say. Field going to get the signal one to go when they get down to the start-finish line. Jim Phillips is in Terry Labonte's pit. Let's get an update from the Kellogg's team. Gary D. Hart, we put down 129 laps, 199 to go. How about your car so far? That's pretty good right now. Uh, he was tied earlier first before we put four tires on and uh, made a little air pressure adjustment. It seems to be okay right now. Well, he seems to be racing just as hard if he's trying to win the race or whatever. Hey, that was a plan to come down here and race just like we're going to win the thing. Hey, if you don't, you're going to be back there and one of these other guys, Gordon, an 88 car sneak in there. You know, this ain't over till it's over. Gary Dehart, and uh, he told me before the start of this race, he said, we had a great car in practice yesterday, but we do have an adjustable car where we can work on it and get it better if we need to. 
Well, they've proven that all afternoon long. Terry doing exactly what he needs to do. He hasn't forced the issue, but he hasn't loafed either. He's no. been pumping the throttle pretty well here this afternoon to stay up in the top four or five. Terry got into the lead very early in the race at lap seven and eight. Interesting enough, this car that they are racing here, the same one that they won at in uh, Charlotte uh, back uh, the beginning of October, they've raced it five times. It has a win, two seconds, and two-thirds. A very solid race car they brought here to Atlanta. Today's broadcast of the Napa 500 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Atlanta Motor Speedway to MRN Radio. Solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. 129 laps are on the board. They'll put them under green at lap 130. The leader is Bobby Labonte. Jimmy Spencer just took gas only a moment ago on that pit Stop, went right back onto the racetrack, and he finds himself sitting back there in second position. Ernie Irvin lines up third on the restart. Mark Martin is fourth. Ricky Rudd is fifth, followed by Jeff Burton in sixth. And seventh is Dale Earnhardt. As the green flag goes in the air, the first car lap down on the inside will be Ricky Craven. As the green flag goes up, they take it back to turn number one in a hurry. Bobby Labonte gets a big jump in the head of the pack now. So three car lengths his lead over second place Jimmy Spencer. Spencer still battling alongside the lap car of Ricky Craven. Now Craven swings up the racetrack to separate Spencer from the leader, Bobby Labonte. Spencer still hung up in the outside lane. Ernie Urban is trapped back behind him. Urban trying to find some daylight so he can get inside of Spencer and challenge for second. Spencer not taking tires on this most recent stop. Fuel only. Urban, though, with fresh rubber on, goes by. Jimmy Spencer takes over the runner-up spot. 200 miles completed in the race now. The pack heads to one. Now fourth place, Mark Martin finds himself buried behind some of the slower traffic. Finally breaks free of that coming into turn one. Fifth place, Ricky Rudd works to the outside of the lap car. Bill Elliott, he'll clear him and bring Jeff O'Dine and others down to the back straightaway. Couple of lap cars stacked up double wide, separating fifth place Ricky Rudd from sixth place Dale Earnhardt. Now Earnhardt starts to work through that traffic in four. Earnhardt tries to get down to the bottom of the racetrack, and that car simply will not stay down there. He has to drift up a little bit, won't be able to gain any ground. Looking at Dale Jarrett, he's back there at about 10th position, just caught up in a big pack of traffic also, and Joe Moore, he can't go anywhere for the moment either. Took out a lot of lap cars working the inside lane. That's trouble for anybody further back in the pack like that. Jarrett certainly right in the thick of things as he swings down to the inside to get by Loy Allen. Here's Jarrett coming off the end of the back stretch now, caught between a couple of cars just to the outside of Huck Strickland and inside of Loy Allen. In that pack, Jeff Gordon has gotten around Terry Labonte to take the eighth spot. Terry is back to ninth now. Just ahead, Jeff Burton trying to gain on Dale Earnhardt. Those two racing nose to tail in traffic. Earnhardt in the sixth position now, swinging to the high side of the racetrack. You'll get by the lap car of Jeff Bodine. Jeff Burton, all he can do is follow Earnhardt's tire tracks. He'll make the move as well and bypass Bodine on the backstretch. Here's the challenge and change for the third spot. Mark Martin gets underneath Jimmy Spencer on the backstretch. Now here's Ricky Rudd trying to take the fourth position from Spencer. As Allen pointed out a moment ago, Spencer does not have new tires on that car, so they're able to get around him in the corners because the car is going to kick up a little bit. A little bit further back in the pack, some hard racing going on also from about 12th position on back. Rusty Wallace caught up in that battle trying to work his way on up into the field. Meanwhile, off turn number two, Earnhardt picks up another position as he heads to three. Here's Dale Earnhardt now. He gets down to the inside of Ricky Rudd's car. This is the challenge for the fifth position. Earnhardt moves by, takes over fifth in the turn. Set the field for you in just a minute. Back in Atlanta, Bobby Labonte leads the Napa 500 with Ernie Irvin second, Mark Martin third, Dale Earnhardt fourth, and now Jeff Gordon in fifth. He made the move around Jimmy Spencer, who gets put back to sixth. Seventh is where Terry Labonte runs. Ricky Rudd is eighth, Dale Jarrett ninth, and Jeff Burton tenth. Continuing on back, you've got Ward Burton in 11th, 
Hot Strickland 12th, Sterling Marlin 13th, Rick Mast 14th, and Ted Musgrave 15th. Michael Waltrip is 16th, Bobby Hillen in 17th, Bobby Hamilton 18th, Rusty Wallace 19th, Greg Sachs is 20th, the final car on the lead lap. A lap down in 21st is Ricky Craven, Lake Speed in 22nd, Jeff Bodine 23rd, Bill Elliott 24th, and 25th place, uh, Chad Little. We've got Elton Sawyer in 26th, Brett Bodine 27th, 28th Dave Marcus, and Ken Schrader 29th. Two laps down in 30th is John Andretti and Loy Allen in 31st, as well as Gary Bradbury in 32nd and Johnny Benson in 33rd. Three laps down, Wally Dallenbach's in 34th, Morgan Shepard 35th, and Billy Standridge 36th. Nine laps down in 37th is Todd Bodine. 11 laps down in 38th is Daryl Waltrip. Running 17 laps down and actually being behind the wall at this point is Joe Nemechek. Robert Presley has been in and out of the garage area at several points. He is 22 laps down. Already retired from the event are Randy Baker and Jack Sprague. That is the full field rundown just past the 200-mile mark. Best race on the speedway has been for about fifth place on back. Terry Labonte just took it away a moment ago. He got around Jimmy Spencer, but there's four cars still locked up in that one over in turn three. Here's Terry Labonte at the head of that line. He does have the sixth spot. Jimmy Spencer is seventh. Dale Jarrett is right behind that pack in turn four. Jarrett looks low underneath Jimmy Spencer off of the corner. Jeff Burton tries to line up behind Jarrett, but Dale not able to hook it up down to the bottom side of Spencer. He will fall back in line as they reach the end of the straightaway. Again, the race for the seventh position coming back to turn one. Jimmy Spencer has the spot. Dale Jarrett again goes after him, taking a lower line to the corner. Jeff Burton waits to see which lane will open up off two. Three-way battle all amongst Fords for this seventh spot. Here's Dale Jarrett inside of Spencer coming back into the corner into turn three. Jarrett picks up the seventh spot. Dale Jarrett moves into seventh position, sets sail off turn number four. The next car he'll go after could be Terry Labonte if he has the horsepower to get up there and catch him as the battle for the lead works over to turn number two Joe Moore the interval's been about the same last three laps around staying pretty stable up front back for the eighth spot though this begins to shake up again Jeff Burton now makes the move underneath Jimmy Spencer to pick up that spot he used the lane that Dale Jarrett opened up in the last lap third position now comes under contest here's Jeff Gordon he goes from fifth to fourth to third bringing Dale Earnhardt with him got around Earnhardt in the back stretch went under Mark Martin in three Earnhardt tried to go back under Gordon off of four was not able to hook that up so Jeff Gordon up now to third Earnhardt falls in line behind him in fourth. Mark Martin in line next to the fifth position. But Earnhardt may not be finished with him yet. Tries to get by again in turn two. Earnhardt goes high, looks to the outside, but Gordon shuts off the lane. Gordon hangs on to the third spot. He fends off the challenge from Earnhardt as they work their way back up into the banking into the corner. While all that scrambling has been going on back there for third place, the front two have opened up an advantage of almost a full three seconds right now. That'll be Bobby Labonte and Ernie Irvin as they have about a quarter of a straightaway, maybe a little more, on the third place scramble. That's a good one yet back in turn one. Here they come back into the corner trying to hold their positions. And third now is where Dale Earnhardt rides trying to take back the second spot. Further back, Mark Martin takes the wide line coming up off the corner. Shuts down a couple more car lengths on Earnhardt. All of that battling from positions three, four, and five. Straightens out this time by and rides single file off turn four. Here is the challenge for the seventh spot. Jeff Burton to the inside of Dale Jarrett in turns three and four. He will sweep underneath Jarrett in the center of the corner and pick up seventh, pushing Dale back to the eighth position. So now at the stripe, Jarrett loses one more spot. He has not let, yet led today. 
while both Jeff Gordon and Terry Labonte have, though it has been Bobby Labonte that has led the most laps until just now. Ernie Irvin trying to get the top spot away on the backstretch. Coming out of turn two, Ernie Irvin's Ford starts a run up underneath Bobby Labonte's Chevrolet, completes the pass for the lead in turn four. Ernie's had a good strong car all day long, and he's been pounding it about as hard as you can see up in the front pack. A couple of times he got caught up on uh, those pit stops back in some traffic, been able to work his way back up there. Now he pulls away a couple of car lengths on Bobby Labonte in turn two. Starts working on stretching out that lead as they exit turn number two. He'll close in on Robert Presley's slower car as they head down to turn three. As race leader Ernie Irvin gets set to negotiate Robert Presley's car. Irvin will go wide to get around him and bring Bobby Labonte with him. Ernie Irvin out in front of this race for the second time. He led earlier from laps 53 to 62. Now at lap 148, about to be 149. He has reassumed the top spot in the Texaco Haviland Ford. Been quite a season for Ernie Irvin. He's had two wins so far this year, but he's also had several finishes that um, were 30th or worse, has not had the kind of consistency that he was uh, hoping for this season, yet from where he was uh, a year and a half ago at this time, Barney, uh, 1996 has been nothing short of remarkable. Well, he told me, you know, he said, I think I'm back where I was before I got hurt. He said, I'm just as good a race driver. He said, my timing's still coming back around a little bit, but he can't complain about the year because he's had some good finishes. He's run well. He's had uh, won a race. I think his comeback is complete. He feels like that. He's at ease with himself right now. So Ernie's got nothing to hang his head about this year. He ought to be a very happy man. Talk with Ernie about just how he did feel about 1996 uh, earlier in the weekend. The wins, I mean, they were great. Uh, it was great to be able to win a couple. There's been a lot of people that haven't won it, uh, too. And, uh, you know, if we look back on our year, we, we really feel like, uh, I, I think, now I mean, I'm going to speak for myself, but I feel like we've had a, a decent year. But we've had too many races that, We've been back too far. Um, that, that's a lot of a lot of my problems and and you know over pushing things and um, you know a lot of times we, we we broke transmissions a couple times on the road courses and you know if you just took two or three races back you know we'd be in a, a, a top five car so um, our year hasn't been that bad but it's not really what we expect. Irvin has it going on right now here in Atlanta, though. He is the race leader at lap 152 of 328, though if he looks at his rearview mirror, he will see Jeff Gordon drawing closer. Pardon our dust. We've already driven a specially modified version of your new Grand Prix at 195 miles per hour on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit. We built just as much excitement into the one you can drive with a 240 horsepower supercharged engine, speed sensitive steering, a wide track stance, you know, a Pontiac. Now it's your turn to drive the new 1997 wide track Grand Prix from Pontiac. See it at your Pontiac dealer. Richard Petty for Goody's Powders. For years now, I've been telling you how Goody's Powders take care of my headaches fast and for good. But I also use Goody's to fight off all my body's minor aches and pains. And after all those years of driving and banging and bumping, you better believe I got a few. Goody's Powders with two kinds of pain relievers works hard to relieve headaches and all your body's minor aches and pains. And Goody's works fast. Goody's stops the pain from head to toe. And I to know. Goody's Powders. It gets the job done. Uses directed. Closing in on halfway, Ernie Irvin is out in front of the Napa 500 with Bobby Labonte second, Jeff Gordon third, Dale Earnhardt fourth, and now Terry Labonte in fifth. He made the move around Mark Martin one lap ago. From the Atlanta Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. 
about to reach the halfway point of today's Napa 500 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. When we do, we will pass out $10,000 from Gatorade, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. It is the Gatorade Front Runner Reward. It will go to the eligible race leader when we hit lap 164. Today, we're at 157 now. And Ricky Crave is not having a good day. He got some sheet metal caved in on the car in one of the earlier accidents here. He's back on pit road for an unscheduled stop. He is running 29th, one lap off the pace for the moment. 157 laps go up on the scoreboard. This field pretty well strung out around the Atlanta Motor Speedway right now as Ernie Irvin brings him off turn number four. There's only a couple of cars all the way in front of him in the front straightaway, so he's got plenty of room to really pick up some time and get away from the field. But the only car he hasn't been able to shake is Bobby Labonte. He's hanging right there in turn two. Bobby stayed within about five car lengths of Ernie Irvin since Irvin took the lead here about ten laps ago. This will not let him go. And, of course, they've both got to worry about Jeff Gordon, who rides third and who is definitely closing in. For now, Jeff Gordon back about five car lengths or so behind Bobby Labonte. Gordon sets in third spot for now. Let's talk some pit strategy here under the last series of stops coming on the caution flag. A couple of drivers only got two tires. One only got fuel. Ricky Rudd was one of those who only took on a pair of tires. Bobby Labonte, the other. Winston Kelly has gone down to check up on Ricky Rudd's uh, team. They are sliding back a little bit. Yeah, they took a couple of tires on and they came out in about sixth position on that last restart and immediately started backpedaling through the field. Ricky called in and advised the crew that probably isn't the wise call later on in the race, but it was good at this point to make that experiment and see if getting the track position would matter. The car has stabilized a bit as he's trying to make the move around Jimmy Spencer on the racetrack right now, but he's stabilized about the 11th or 12th position with two tires, not the ticket for later on in the race for Ricky Rudd. No, you certainly want to have good rubber. Atlanta has always been a tire track. They make such a tremendous difference here at this particular speedway with all the corners that you have to work through. 164 laps come up on the board. We're four laps away from the halfway point in the Napa 500 this afternoon. Jeff Gordon a moment ago was two and five tenths seconds behind leader Ernie Irvin. He's cut it down to just a little bit less than a second right now. The first car, however, he will encounter will be the second place machine of Bobby Labonte, and he's about to do that in turn one. He shut it down to within a couple of car lengths as they come back into the turn, and Gordon already sizing up Labonte, checking out which lane is best for his car to stick. For now, he'll follow Labonte on down the back straightaway. Here's Gordon working the back stretch now, setting up for the entry back into turn number three. He continues to follow Bobby Labonte's tire tracks right now. Just joining us, Jeff Gordon made an unscheduled pit stop under the green flag at lap 11 for a left rear wheel that had worked itself loose. He lost two laps at that point. He has made them both up. He is in third, charging after second. Going wide this time to get by Loy Allen, who occupies the inside lane. Billy Standridge there to the inside as Gordon makes the move. He'll swing by him and now drop back to five car lengths behind Bobby Labonte. In that process, Gordon does lose a car length or so more to Bobby Labonte. Now sets back to work, trying to chase him down. Working out of the corner right now. Ernie Irvin will be looking for that $10,000 Gatorade award. One more lap around. 163 go up on the scoreboard. If he can squeeze it back and hang on to the lead, he could lose it before he gets back. They're close enough on him in turn one. Here he comes again, diving down on the inside lane of turn number one. Gordon still some five car lengths behind Bobby Labonte. Labonte now without about three car lengths of the race leader, Ernie Irvin. Here's Ernie Irvin's Ford working back into turn number three. Plenty of clear racetrack ahead of him. Ernie Irvin heads for the halfway.
away, Bunny. Work their way now up off of turn number four. Irvin only about two car lengths in front of Bobby Labonte, but that will be enough. He will be the first to see the crossed flags from the starter stand. Ernie Irvin collects the $10,000 Gatorade front runner reward as the leader at the halfway point of today's Napa 500. The leaders are in two. Single file coming back into the turn, but for the battle for the second, it's tightening up considerably. Gordon all over the rear deck of Bobby Labonte. Jeff Gordon still considering when and where to make his move when he makes the challenge for the second spot. Bobby Labonte, the man just ahead of him. Gordon trying to make that work coming through turns three and four. He's got one of the few cars out there that is able to get down to the bottom of the racetrack and stay there for about two-thirds of the way through the corner, but coming out of the corner, the car really kicks up on him. He closes in now within one car length to getting second position over in turn two. Chops it down to the inside lane, but Bobby Labonte sees him coming, sees what he's going to try to plan, so Bobby also tries to come to the inside to block that move by Jeff Gordon. Here come the leaders off the end of the backstretch. Ernie Irvin still maintains a couple of car lengths with the race lead on Bobby Labonte. Here goes Jeff Gordon challenging for second. Bobby slides wide in turn four. Gordon dives low. They flash up off the corner with some lap traffic down to the bottom side of the front stretch. Gordon alongside at the start-finish line for the runner-up spot. He'll pick off the position before they come to the end of the front straightaway. Quickly, though, has to swing back to the high side because he closes in on the lap car of Todd Bodine. He's got the second position. Bobby Labonte falls in line to follow him. Ernie Urban working the outside lanes, has a skate by some three to four car lengths from the now second-place driver, Jeff Gordon. They set sail back off turn four. Just a couple of car lengths right now between second and third, about eight to ten car lengths up to Ernie Irvin. That's the distance that Jeff Gordon has got to make up to chase him down as he follows him back into one. Still working their way through some of the lap traffic, though. This is kind of mixing things up. They'll close in now on Greg Sachs. He'll go wide. The next car, the leaders will approach Johnny Benson. They'll work on him at the end of the back straightaway. After working wide on the back stretch for the last couple of laps, Ernie Urban has thoughts of going to the inside to clear this lap traffic. That's just what he'll do, working up underneath Greg Sachs. Farther behind, Terry Labonte has taken the fourth position away from Dale Earnhardt. So Terry up to fourth now while Jeff Gordon is in second and closing on the race leader. Should be seeing pit stops at about 20 more laps. The pack heads for one. Irvin swings wide to get by Johnny Benson's Pontiac. Opens a lane. Gordon says it's the way I'll go as well. He takes the high route up to the outside lane off turn number two. Bobby Labonte right on his rear deck. Now a lap car separating the first two cars in the running order. It is Johnny Benson's Pontiac sandwiched in between Ernie Irvin and Jeff Gordon. Bobby Labonte had had probably the dominant car the first half of this race for the most part. Right now, he has dropped back to third position. Jim Phillips is down in his pit. Well, actually, Bonnie, we moved down into Ernie Irvin's pit to talk to Larry McReynolds. And, uh, he's talking to Ernie right now, but relaying the times to him as they just picked up the $10,000. And uh, we're waiting to get a response here. And he's uh, telling Ernie something, so we'll wait. But they, I know their car has been a little bit pushing. He's trying to pick up the throttle and make the car work a little bit better. Larry, looks, looks like your car's got better all day long. Yeah, you know, we, we keep adjusting on it. We've learned from our last two races here that you got to build adjustment in the race for Atlanta here, so we tried to do that, and uh, 24 cars coming, though. He's awfully strong, but, I mean, heck, make up two laps like they've done, you know, obviously they've got an awesome car. Larry McReynolds, a former winner here, Ernie Irvin, in 1994. And right now, Irvin is out in front of Jeff Gordon by about 10 car lengths. Joe Nemechek has just come back onto the racetrack, 44 laps down to the race leader, while Ricky Craven has taken his car behind the wall. Freshness hotline, what's the problem? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, my beer is new. Got a fresh Budweiser, like you said. Check the board on day. Real good. Yeah, we ordered some food. I said that's good. Yeah, chicken wings. Sounds like it's really loud in there. You're proud 
sounds really loud in there. I know you care. That's why I called. I just wanted to say thanks. You born on dating from Budweiser. Is your beer fresh? So my dog's learning to play the glockenspiel. Do what? I said stay fresh, brother. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Say Ray Bestis, the best in breaks. Some people may think that all brake parts are the same, but that's not true. Ray Bestis professional-grade brakes are D3EA certified by an independent lab to be consistent with federal safety standards. Insist on Ray Bestis, the official brakes of NASCAR. Take a stand for quality and safe to say. Say Ray Bestis, the best in brakes. Say Ray Bestis, the best in at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, it is Ernie Irvin with that 10-car length lead on Jeff Gordon. Bobby Labonte third, Terry Labonte fourth. Jeff Burton has just taken fifth away from Dale Earnhardt. Lap 173 of 328 complete from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. We are under caution for the fifth time in the Napa 500 in Atlanta. It happened in turn number four. Gary Bradbury got the Shoney's car, turned around right in front of the race leaders. Ernie Irvin, Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte, Bobby Labonte, everybody jamming on the brakes down to the bottom of the racetrack. Everybody got through okay, but it was Jeff Gordon that came through with the race lead. He got back to the stripe before Ernie Irvin did, so put Gordon back out in front. Well, that was a close call for a lot of cars, including the front of the pack right there as they came through the corner. Bradbury's car just turned around went into the outside wall came right down through the middle of the racetrack give a call also uh, to Wally Dollenbach as he dived all the way to the bottom of the speedway almost spun his car out to keep from collecting Bradbury there but we're under caution and looking for the whole field to be diving onto pit road before we get these pit stops let's check in the garage with Mike Bagley and Ricky Craven is climbing for the Kodiak Chevrolet the crew right now working under the hood Ricky this is not the way you wanted to end 1996 what's the problem no it's really not you know we had uh, some sort of engine problem and and now we're all trying to figure out what it is, but uh, really appreciate what Larry Hedrick and Kodiak have done for me, bringing me into Winston Cup and had two two very good years. And oh, I'm like everybody else; I'm ready for the year to end and get catch my breath. But uh, pretty excited about next year as well. That's Ricky Craven. He has put a black leather jacket on top of his driving uniform, watching the crew make repairs to his Chevrolet. And all the front of the pack is on pit road. Jim Phillips. Jeff Gordon is in. Ernie Irvin's in. He's getting a chassis adjustment. Irvin is. So is Terry Labonte. Bobby Labonte is in right behind him. And Bobby Labonte got a ding on the right front uh, headlight window door there on that altercation on the pit or on the racetrack. Also in Hutchinson. All these cars, four tires and gasoline. Winston Kelly. Jeff Burton gets out just ahead of Dale Jarrett. He's followed by Ward Burton and Ricky Rudd, Rusty Wallace, Michael Waltrip, Bobby Hillen, then Sterling Marlin. All these cars getting four tires and gasoline. Another slight air pressure adjustment on the Dale Jarrett car, trying to free it up just a bit, but just a little bit at a time. Looks like Ernie Irvin won the race off the pit lane over Bobby Labonte, Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte, and Jeff Burton. Then it will be Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jarrett, Ward Burton, Hot Strickland, and uh, either Ricky Rudd or Rick Mass. Those two cars uh, being repositioned as we speak at the moment. So it'll be Irvin back out in front on the exchange of stops with Bobby Labonte, then Jeff Gordon, the order that they will come off the pit lane. 
176 laps are on the board. The second wave of pit stops with the cars that are a lap or more down will now be making their stops. While we're under this caution, it'll give us a quick minute to talk with Andy Schindler, the president and CEO of RJR. You've been watching things pretty intently here. This championship's a long way from being settled. Oh, this has been real exciting, Barney. Uh, it's been an outstanding day. We got the Labonte brothers running up there close together. We had Jeff there in the beginning down uh, two laps after, uh, after the first eight. Now he's back up there in the running. It's uh, just shows the championship quality. These guys—they've been showing it all year long. Well, it's always comes—it always comes down to at least two cars, and sometimes as many as three or four to settle the championship. And either one of three or four—that's what the Winston Cup Championship is all about. Race for it right down to the wire. That's right. That's what's made this exciting. In fact, coming in today, we had three cars in the running. You still don't know what's going to happen, but those top two are still going at it, and uh, everybody's a little breathless here with a little over halfway through the race. It's been a real exciting day so far. You folks have paid out a lot of money this year in different incentive programs and bonus programs for them, and a million and a half will be paid out to the champion up at the Waldorf in a couple of weeks. You look forward to that? Oh, that's an outstanding event. I think it's just uh, caps off the season, gives all these teams that run hard against each other all year to get up there to uh, celebrate the champion and celebrate the uh, NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Well, we put you on the spot uh, almost every time you come up. Got any big surprises coming up for us? Uh, I don't have any big surprises I want to tell you about now. <laughs> uh, well, I do have one big surprise, Barney. I understand you've agreed to uh, MC the event up there in New York. Oh, mercy. Okay. We'll got on a, you wanted a surprise. You got one. Boy. I got one. Andy, we look forward to doing that, and uh, thanks for stopping by. Well, we know you'll be down in victory lane with whoever's crowned the Winston Cup okay. championship, and I'm going to kill Wayne Robertson, okay? okay. <laughs> Good to see you, Barney. So we get set uh, to check on a couple of things now that have uh, happened in the last moment of the cycle of pit stops. Jimmy Spencer made a second stop uh, on the pit lane for his team and in fact looks to be coming back in for possibly a third. We'll follow up on that in a minute. Darrell Waltrip has taken his car back to the garage. Let's go downstairs. Jimmy Spencer now going coming in to make a third stop. The crew not satisfied with the tires on the car. Now there's miscommunication. The crew is ready to bring in Jimmy again, but he stayed out on the racetrack, so there seems to be a bit of confusion down here in the Camel's Chevrolet pit. So Darrell Waltrip uh, back into the garage along with uh, Ricky Craven while Jimmy Spencer stays on the racetrack, though he did make a second stop under this particular caution flag period. We are uh, on the restart now, the one-to-go signal. Field uh, forming up for the start. We'll take a second to remind you that uh, Bobby Hamilton was selected the True Value Man of the Race for the event at Phoenix a couple of weeks ago. True Value Hardware Stores and MRN Radio offer congratulations. Bobby gets a check for $1,000 for his first NASCAR Winston Cup Series victory. True Value also donating an additional $1,000 to uh, Bobby Hamilton's designated charity. He was the True Value Man of the Race from Phoenix. Well, so far, Terry Labonte's had only that one close call there just a moment ago as the leaders were coming through three and four when Gary Bradbury got into the wall up there, but uh, everything's gone according to plan for them, at least for the first half of this race. Now all they got to do is hold their breath until the conclusion. We're at lap 178 and 328 will make up the distance here in the Napa 500. Pace car about to ease off the banking up in turn number four. Ernie Irvin will lead him down to the green flag. Bobby Labonte sits right behind him, followed by Jeff Gordon and Terry Labonte as they put the green flag out and race off into turn number one. Bill Elliott is the first car down to the inside, a lap down, and the scramble is on in turn one. Here they come, charging into the corner. Ernie Irvin leading the way, getting by the lap of the uh, line of lap cars down to the inside. Right behind him now, Bobby the body, he'll swing wide, also clearing those cars. Following him, Jeff Gordon as they hit the back straightaway. Gar Gordon works up to the outside of Bill Elliott's lap car as Elliott continues to slide back along the inside lane. The rest of the leaders still working the outside 
wide lane in turn four. Terry Labonte, the fourth place car, still not having cleared Bill Elliott. They sweep off the corner. By the way, Bobby Labonte has by far led the most laps to this point and is in position to collect those championship points. Leaders head to one. Now the front four cars have cleared all the lapped machines. Next in line, learning in the fifth spot, Jeff Burton. He's got it hooked up there with Dale Earnhardt. They're working heavy traffic, exiting turn two. Jeff Burton trying to pick a lane. He's bottled up in heavy traffic, coming back into the corner. This time, he will go to the outside. No running room to the inside. He gets around the lap car of Bill Elliott. Certainly hasn't been any problem to see which has been the three dominant cars all day long because every time, no matter where they have restarted, whether it was the front of the pack or back in the field, they've been able to get right back ahead of everybody and open up a lot of daylight, and they do it again, Joe Moore. Getting tied up front once again. Bobby Labonte looks for a chance to get by Ernie Irvin. Jeff Gordon is sizing up Labonte on the backstretch. Here's Bobby Labonte. Starts a run to the inside of Irvin, then crawls back up in the line behind Irvin's back bumper. He follows the tire tracks back through the corner. You can see from our position, Bobby letting off a little earlier and then jumping back on the throttle in the corner to try and get the run down off the turn and find his way around Ernie Irvin, but Irvin got that Yates horsepower cranked up at the end of the stretch. Front three cars, nose to tail, coming back to turn number one. All three going down to the inside lane of the racetrack. Ernie Irvin showing the way. The race for second now. Gordon drops to the inside for a moment, tries to go after Labonte. Bobby Labonte almost leaves his flank unguarded, but still manages to fend off the challenge from Jeff Gordon for the second spot. Jeff Gordon's had the only race car that we've watched all day long that can get down to the bottom of the racetrack and pretty well stay there through the middle of the corners. It's helped him. Here's Labonte going for the lead. Bobby dives to the inside, takes a hard run in turn one. But he sees Ernie Irvin coming down the banking. There's no room to hold the car down to the inside lane. So Irvin holds him off. Labonte will have to worry about Jeff Gordon. He's the man on the move. Again out of turn two, Jeff Gordon starts a run inside of Bobby Labonte. The challenge for the second spot. They are side by side only for a moment. Bobby Labonte hangs on to the spot. Labonte again a little bit off the throttle earlier into the corner than Irvin or Gordon, but Gordon not able to get up underneath him off the corner. Single file, the front three, back into turn number one. Even though they continue battling among themselves, they're still getting a big distance between themselves and the fourth place car of Terry Labonte. The front three, work off turn two. Again, Gordon dives to the inside of Bobby Labonte. Everyone among those top three thinking about some moves, but still no change for any of the positions in the top three as Terry Labonte back and forth has some 10 car lengths to make up. Again, Gordon tries it at the bottom of the racetrack. We'll just barely get a fender up alongside of Bobby Labonte, and when they hit the straightaway, Bobby will shut the door on him, and they'll stay that way at lap 185. Hi, I'm Ricky Rudd. Being a NASCAR driver, I know a few things about engines. The motor oil I use is Exxon Superflow, and I'll tell you why. Listen to this. That's the sound of my race car starting. And that's the sound of my family car starting. Now, which one do you think is tougher on your motor oil? You're probably thinking race car. Well, as demanding as my race car is on motor oil, and it's pretty hard on it, my family car is also very demanding in a lot more ways. And that's what Exxon Superflow is made for. For starters, it's got super cold flow enhancers that get it to the moving parts fast. It's got additives to control sludge and other deposits. And no matter how hot it gets in there, Superflow just keeps on working. That's why I use Exxon Superflow in my race car and my family car. Because, hey, if that engine goes, <laughs> that comes out of my pocket. 
Jeff Gordon has taken the second position away from Bobby Labonte going into turn one a couple of laps ago. Now Gordon is on Ernie Irvin's back bumper. Bobby still a close third, and Terry Labonte trying to draw in on the front three. He's fourth. Dale Earnhardt hangs on to fifth. Dale Jarrett is sixth. From the Atlanta Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back in Atlanta, Jeff Gordon found the opening he needed in turn two one lap ago. He is now the race leader. The move for the lead happened in front of Joe Moore. Diving down to the inside of the racetrack at the end of the front straightaway, he finally got planted properly down to the inside of Bobby Labonte. By the time they came off turn two, he made the pass cleanly and now shows the way as they hit the back straightaway again. He's got a line of traffic forming up behind him. The front four nose to tail, riding single file. When Gordon went for the lead, he left the inside lane open for Bobby Labonte to go to second, kicking Ernie Irvin back into third. And for the moment, all four of those front runners to elect to run nose to tail with just about a car length between them. Let's go to the garage and Mike Bagley. Caught up with Darrell Waldrop. He's climbed from the Western Auto Chevrolet and the hood is up. Darrell looks like they're about, about to change everything on the car. Well, we ran this car once before and it did the same thing. So they made some changes in the chassis uh, points in the front end. We thought we had it much better. But, you know, when you start 37th and we've struggled all weekend with the car, uh, we probably knew we were in trouble before the race ever started. So... We don't know anything else to do except maybe change a couple of things. We'll run a little bit more, see if we can learn anything. And then we've uh, got a good car for sale here. If you want to run by a Western Auto store, <laughs> this thing will be the, the special if they want to buy it. That's Darrell Walter. A few minutes ago, some crew members ran by with arms full of springs. They've changed all four springs on the car, and they're still continuing to make adjustments. When you are the car owner and you don't like the car, you bet it's for sale fairly quickly. So Darrell behind the wall, along with Ricky Craven and Gary Bradbury, who are both back there. Only two drivers retired from the event at this point are Randy Baker and uh, Jack Sprague, both of those drivers out earlier in the day. The attrition rate has not been that high at Atlanta the last few races. Looking back in the record book, we only lost six cars last year here in November, so uh, it's been kind of a normal day in that department. But a pretty good scramble back there for fifth place for the last couple of laps around. It's just going off turn number two, and Dale Jarrett trying to move up a notch over in three. It's Dale Jarrett squeezing down inside of Dale Earnhardt. Now Jarrett has to do some accommodating. Lap traffic on the inside lane of the racetrack. Still, Jarrett gets by, takes over fifth spot. Looked like Dale Earnhardt's car just about got away from him off of turn number two over there, Joe Moore. Yeah, certainly so. He was trying to hang on to it. Several times today we talked about the fact he was using that little bit higher line. Seems like when he's dealing with another car, particularly when one's up alongside him like Dale Jarrett was there, the car just breaks loose, gets to be a real handle for him to hang on to. At that time he nearly touched the outside wall. It's been Dale's problem uh, here most of the day. As, as we said, he just can't seem to get the car to turn and stick at the bottom of the racetrack, at least in that low groove. And if you can't, you're not going to pass too many people. At this stage of the race, 195 laps around the scoreboard. 328 will make up the Napa 500. The Winston Cup Championship, if it ended right now, it would certainly go to Terry Labonte. He's running along in fourth position, even though Jeff Gordon is leading. If Gordon Trouble off wins. turn four. One car into the wall. Loy Allen gets hit in the left side of the car by Wally Dallenbach. Though Dallenbach on the brakes and slowing down when he hit Loy Allen, the two cars collide heavily off of turn number four, end up up against the inside wall, and the caution flag waves at lap number 196. Loy Allen spinning and crashing off turn number four after getting the right side into the wall, then is collected on the left side of his car by Wally 
Wally Dallenbach, and the two cars rest up against the inside wall now. Give a call to Wally Dallenbach. He really locked that car down, had nowhere to go. He's running so close, there was no way he could miss Loy Allen. But as you said, the speed was greatly reduced, even though he did go in to the left side of the car. Both cars have now come to rest down against the pit wall. And from here in the tower where we are, we can see Dallenbach moving around right there. Here come the safety crews immediately on the scene. But caution is on the speedway. It did come out at lap 196. At Western Auto and Parts America, you'll always find the best selection of quality name brand auto parts at guaranteed low prices. And with over 100,000 parts available, you'll save on everything you need for your car. At Western Auto and Parts America. Keep your car's engine from overheating in the summer or freezing in the winter with Prestone Antifreeze, the all-weather protected for your car. And now you can get Prestone Antifreeze at unbeatable guaranteed low prices at Western Auto and Parts America. Western Auto and Parts America. Serious parts, serious savings. How would you like to time yourself in a Winston Cup stock car pit stop? Or maybe you've wondered what it'd be like to feel the experience of Daytona's high banks at 200 miles an hour. Well, such an opportunity exists. It's called Daytona USA, the ultimate motorsports attraction. And it's located just outside Turn 4 at the Daytona International Speedway. As you step inside this mammoth 50,000-square-foot attraction coined the Velocitorium till you take the checkered flag, you'll have a one-of-a-kind motorsports experience that's fun for the whole family. So head for Daytona USA, where every Every day is race day, and don't forget to buckle up. NASCAR Today brings you NASCAR racing news every day as it happens. I'm Alan Bestwick. I'll have the latest every weekday on MRN Radio. All the leaders are on the pit lane for service under this caution. Jim Phillips. Four tires of gasoline for all the leaders. Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte in. Bobby Labonte is in for four tires of gasoline along with Ernie Irvin. Bobby Hamilton is in. Also in was uh, Hut Strickland. Further down the pit lane, Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin. Now to Winston Kelly. On the middle section of pit road, Ward Burton got out first. He fell in just ahead of Mark Martin pulling out of that line of traffic. It looks like Burton got only two tires. Then Rusty Wallace with a quick pit stop. We need to check to see if he just got two. He fell in in front of Bobby Hill, and then Dale Jarrett fell in behind him. He got a chassis adjustment and four tires along with Ricky Rudd. Going to speculate that several of those cars that came out of pit road up in the top five or six might have just changed at least a couple of tires or might have even put out in fuel because they came out of the pits very, very quickly. We will follow up on that shortly. Right now, down on the main straightaway, Wally Dallenbach has climbed from his car. The safety workers continue to be around Loy Allen's machine. They have brought... Uh, the uh, cutting tools out to uh, try and cut open the left side of that machine to get him out of the car where the accident was. We'll get an update on Loy uh, when we can. But for the moment, Loy still in his car and safety workers gathered around him there as we continue under the caution at lap number 197. Take a break from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. The live coverage of the Napa 500 from the uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway on Motor Racing Network. We are just about at the 300-mile mark. Glad that you've joined us as we bring you the race that will decide the NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship. At this point in the event, Jeff Gordon has made up two laps after being two laps down earlier in the race with an unscheduled stop for a uh, loose tire. He has come back, made up those two laps, and is uh, now back on the lead lap and back in the top ten. Other uh, storylines throughout the day. Terry Labonte led early. Dale Jarrett has not led a lap. The dominant driver in the event thus far has been Bobby Labonte. He has led the most laps to this point in the race. He and Ernie Irvin by far the uh, top two as far as uh, being kind of heavy up on the lap leaders scale. But still a lot of racing left. As you said, 200 laps are on the board. 328 will make up this race. Right now, let's go down to the pits. 
We're down with Ray Everham, Jeff Gordon's crew chief. Ray, any way you count, it's been quite a comeback with this team. Yeah, you know, these guys never give up, and Jeff never gives up, and they, you know, they put a lot of heart and soul into it, and it's showing. You know, you just, you can't never quit. You got to go as hard as you can go, and, and we've still got uh, over 120 laps here that we're going to have to go as hard as we can go some more. Have you been changing the car? Looks like it's getting better all the time. No, I haven't really touched the car at all. Just a little bit of tire pressure here and there. Goodyear brought a real good tire here, and uh, everything's been real good. Well, it's never over till it's over, and that's what they think down here in this pit. They haven't given up. Uh, that's Ray Abraham, crew chief for Jeff Gordon. Well, they're doing what they need to do and still very much in contention should Terry Labonte have some problems. Mike Bagley is watching the efforts right now down on pit road of the automobile they're still working on in there, Mike. NASCAR officials and also uh, some safety workers have pulled out the what's called the hearse tool used to cut metal. They've uh, they've cut the roll bar across the top of the vehicle. They pulled the windshield out of the car and now the roof of the car has bent back in half where it's uh, exposed to Loy Allen right now. One NASCAR official is cutting the dash in front of Loy as uh, his car is encased with safety workers. Loy is still in the in the machine. Wally Dallenbach, the other driver in that accident, Walked from his vehicle, he's walked down the pit lane back to the garage area, but the crew's still working on Loy Allen in his machine off turn four. Loy Allen involved in an accident off of turn number four when he crashed into the outside wall that came back, back across the racetrack, was hit in the driver's side door by Wally Dallenbach. As it appeared to us, the impact uh, was not as hard as it could have been. Wally Dallenbach really on the brakes and scrubbed a lot of speed off of his car, but I guess any time you would take uh, an impact in that driver's side door, Barney, uh, we would consider it uh, a serious crash. Yeah, if you get tagged in the door at 20 miles an hour by another car, it's going to be uh, quite a jolt, and as soon as we have any word on the condition of Loy Allen, we will certainly pass it along to you. That's been a very big trouble spot up there the whole weekend coming out of turn number four. This racetrack narrows up so quickly if you come out of there, and the racetrack gets a little bit blocked it's just hard to uh, really get around anybody and we've seen a lot of contact there yesterday in the arca race and we have seen it a couple of times a day here at the atlanta motor speedway so as we continue under caution let us take a minute remind you that mrn radio will be with you right on through the off season with continuing coverage of uh, nascar news and events as they happen nascar today continuing right on through the end of december that is december the 20th that will be our final show for this year so right on through the uh, off season then we'll pick up again on january with the beginning of winter testing down in Daytona Beach. NASCAR live also on the air every Tuesday through descent the uh, third week of December and picking up again the first Tuesday in January. Ned Jarrett's World of Racing on the same schedule, so plenty of racing coverage from Motor Racing Network during the off-season as uh, we continue on through. And, of course, uh, our final event broadcast of the year will be coming up on December the 6th. That is Friday night from New York City, the NASCAR Awards Night, as uh, whoever wins the NASCAR Winston Cup champion receives his honor We'll hear from the champion, the top 10 drivers, the rookie of the year, and more. And that comes up Friday, December 6th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time here on MRN Radio couple of other things to uh, remind you of. The racetrack here in Atlanta would like us to uh, fill you in on their breakfast of champions tomorrow morning. They will have uh, here at the Speedway from 7.30 to 10, many of the champion drivers in the NASCAR uh, racing, several forms and venues, uh, as well as they expect the NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion. Tomorrow morning it is absolutely free. Come on by. That is uh, the breakfast of champions here at the racetrack tomorrow morning from 7.30 to 10.30. This point, let's give you the rundown now. Just past 300 miles, Bobby Labonte, the race leader, with Ward Burton second, Mark Martin third, Rusty Wallace fourth, and Hutch Strickland fifth. Sixth is Bobby Hillen. 
Jeff Gordon is seventh. Eighth is the uh, Ernie Irvin car. Terry Labonte is ninth, and Dale Earnhardt is tenth. Eleventh is Dale Jarrett. Twelfth belongs to Michael Waltrip. Thirteenth is Jeff Burton. Ricky Rudd is fourteenth, and Bobby Hamilton is fifteenth. Sixteenth is Rick Mast. Seventeenth, Sterling Marlin. Jimmy Spencer's eighteenth. Ted Musgrave nineteenth. Lake Speed is twentieth. Twenty-first is Bill Elliott. Twenty-second, Ken Schrader, and twenty-third, Jeff Bodine. Twenty-fourth position belongs to Chad Little, and Dave Marcus is twenty-fifth. The last car on the lead lap. One lap down in 26th is Brett Bodine, Elton Sawyers 27th, Greg Sachs 28th, and John Andretti 29th. Running two laps down in 30th is Johnny Benson. Three laps down in 31st is Morgan Shepard. And running five laps down in 32nd is Billy Standridge. Right now, Loy Allen and Wally Dallenbach show 33rd and 34th with Todd Bodine 35th, Gary Bradbury 36th, Robert Presley 37th, Ricky Craven 38th, Darrell Waltrip 39th, Joni Macek 40th, and uh, two drivers already in the garage, Randy Baker will finish 41st, and Jack Sprague 42nd. Average speed of the race at this point, 140.058 miles an hour, and this mid-race update is brought to you by STP, celebrating 25 years with Richard Petty, a partnership in racing and high performance. STP, drive a better car. We're looking 203 laps on the board as rescue work continues down on Loy Allen's car. So it's going to be a while before this race will go back to green. Again, we have no report on his condition. They're just trying to get him out of the car right now. And as Allen told you a moment ago, that collision happened up there when uh, he got a little sideways. And Wally Dollenbach really locked it down, skittered into him, uh, probably somewhere around 40 miles an hour, maybe a little bit more than that, into the driver's side. And that is the reason that they are working to get him out of the car at this time. Barney, yes. you're talking about Wally Dolan back. We've stepped back into the garage area, and the whole front end of the Hayes Modems Ford is pushed back in. Wally, we were talking about it. It seemed like you were able to get woed up a good bit coming out of turn number four. Could you tell what happened in front of you? Well, all I saw was Loy lost the car, and, and um, I, I just, it seemed like, he, the car didn't either want to go up or stay up or go down or stay down. Every time I made a move to try to get around him, that's the way the car went. And the last time, I couldn't do anything. I mean, the last thing I want to do is hit anybody, especially in the door. And uh, so, but I think I got the car, I got the sl car slowed down as much as I could. And um, I just hope he's okay. That's that's the main deal. Yeah, that certainly is the main thing. Wally Dollenback is okay. We talked to Cal Lawson, one of the team members on Loy Allen's crew, and he said they had not said anything to him after the crash, and he said he'd been talking to him about uh, the seat brace on the right side, pinching him a little bit, so they've been working on that part of the car as well, but no word yet from uh, Loy Allen's team. He did not say anything after the accident. Loy Allen involved in a very hard crash earlier this season at Rockingham that uh, resulted in some stretched uh, neck ligaments, kept him out of the car for uh, quite some time, a few months as a matter of fact and uh, we're continuing with him and his race car at this point under the yellow flag at lap 204. Okay today we're talking to Mark Martin about why he only uses Bosch spark plugs. Mark? Tell you these, I I hear what you're saying there, Mark. Only Bosch Platinum plugs have a pure platinum center electrode that's heat-fused, so they reach their self-cleaning temperature faster for full engine power and better mileage over a longer performance life. Right there, Mark? Oh, you bet, Kelly. That is telling it like it is, Mark. For a Bosch retailer, call 1-800-TOP-PLUG. 
Alan Bestwick here with a reminder. We are waving the last checkered flags of the season, but in many ways, the off-season's actually the busiest time of the year in NASCAR racing. We want to be sure you remember that MRN will be on the air all winter long to keep you in touch with everything that's happening. NASCAR Live with Eli Tuesday nights at 7, NASCAR Today weekday afternoons, and Ned Jarrett's World of Racing weekday mornings. Don't be starved for racing news this winter. Keep your radio dialed in to the voice of NASCAR racing, MRN Radio. Continuing under the sixth caution of the Napa 500 after an accident involving Loy Allen and Wally Dallenbeck off of turn four. They are working to uh, remove Loy Allen from his car. We have no word yet on his uh, condition. We will pass along any word that we do get as soon as it is available to us. At this point, under caution at lap 205, the race lead in the hands of Bobby Labonte after the exchange of pit stop. Take the opportunity to uh, pass along a couple of things that have happened uh, here during the weekend, Barney. First of all, Brett Bodine announcing a new sponsor for his race team for next year. Catalyst Communications and Frontier Communications, a couple of companies involved in the long-distance telephone business, will uh, both be sponsoring Brett Bodine's car for the next three years, and certainly he was beaming and bouncing around with that announcement. Heilig Myers announced that they would be back with the Junie Donleby racing team for next season. Dick Trickle will remain as that team's driver in 1997. Also, the folks at Sabco Racing formally unveiling their three-team plan for next season. Joni Vacek with sponsorship from Bell South in a number 42 Chevrolet. Robbie Gordon with a Coors Light sponsored number 40 car. And Wally Dallin back to run 15 races in a number 46 Chevrolet with First Union as its sponsor. And Jeff Bodine announcing here on uh, Friday that he will field a second NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series team for driver Tammy Joe Kirk, who will move up from the NASCAR Slim Jim All Pro Series. Uh, with uh, the lovable bra company as their sponsor. And uh, also, we mentioned earlier today, Richard Broom has been named general manager for the Stavola racing team. Final word uh, from uh, Bill Elliott, who asked us to pass along and remind all the members of his fan club that tomorrow is the Bill Elliott Fan Club Open House up in Dawsonville. It runs from 9.30 to 4.30 at their shops. You must be a fan club member to attend. But there's like uh, 3,500 or so of those that they do expect tomorrow. They've got all kinds of things from Ronald McDonald uh, activities for the kids to pit stop demonstrations and uh, different things going on. And that is the open house for Bill Elliott Fan Club members tomorrow in Dawsonville. It'll be a fun day up there for them. While we have a quick minute also, we'd like to say hello to Robert Dorsey. He's better known in the garage area to all the guys down there as Hippie. He works on Bud Moore's car. He had some surgery last week. We understand he's doing real well, and I know he's listening in today, and everybody wishes you the best on a speedy recovery. We are still under caution and going to be for a while here as work continues down on Loy Allen's car. While we are also uh, speaking of those on the mend, we want to take care of a little uh, business of our own family here, Barney. Sandy Good, who is uh, a very vital member of the Motor Racing Network team back at our business offices in Daytona Beach, has uh, spent a little time, unfortunately, in the hospital this week. And she is uh, has the unenviable task of trying to keep us straight as to where we're going, when, where we're staying, and that kind of thing, among other jobs. And we certainly uh, want to say hello to Sandy and hope that she's feeling better real soon. We uh, hope to have her back uh, back with us very shortly and hope she's doing well. All the MRN crew at the meeting this morning wanted to say hello to her. So, Sandy, we hope you recover real quickly also. 205 laps are on the scoreboard. That second round of pit stops for the cars that were a lap or more down has now occurred. The 
pit road was closed while a lot of the work was going on out there at Loy Allen's car, but now everybody has been on pit road and back onto the racetrack. They have now uh, removed Loy Allen from his uh, machine, and he has been placed in an ambulance. Uh, again, uh, no word on his condition to us at this point. We will uh, give you some sort of update as soon as it is available to us, but uh, Loy Allen is now on his way to the infield care center, and cleanup work continues from an accident that has put us under caution for the sixth time in the race. Let us uh, check downstairs. We heard one of our pit reporters calling a moment ago. We'll back that way in uh, just a moment. First, take a minute to say hello to John Graham, the president of Daytona International Speedway. We wrap up one season here today and start thinking about speed weeks. It'll be here before you know it. How are you, John? Oh, sure will, Alan. Thanks a lot. Nice to be here and, and appreciate you having me. So already preparations well underway for speed weeks uh, 1997. I almost wanted to say 96, but <laughs> 97. Uh, what uh, What's going on for speed weeks? Well, as you know, we started off with the Bush Clash, which is the first uh, event of the 1997 season to feature the Winston Cup drivers. That's on February 9th. And that begins what to us is the, and I think to all racing fans, is the greatest week of racing in the entire world, featuring not only the Bush Clash, but the Gatorade 125s on Thursday, the qualifying races for the 500, the Discount Auto Parts 200 on Friday, along with IROC, and of course the Bush Grand National 300-mile race on Saturday and culminating with the Daytona 500 on Sunday. And I'd like to remind fans about our reserved infield area for RVs. We put this in last year with 300 spots, and it was actually oversubscribed. So we've enlarged it this year, and we have just a few spaces left. You can buy a reserve spot in the infield. It'll be a prime viewing area and can come into the infield as early as Tuesday night. We will open it up to the reserved area as early as Tuesday night before the Daytona 500. And other vehicles will be allowed in Wednesday night, but those with reserved spots will still have their spots reserved for them in these prime viewing areas. We have just a few spots left, so I'd encourage fans to go ahead and order theirs now. Won't be long before uh, February will be here, and we will be uh, down in Daytona for Speed Weeks. There's also been a discussion of tickets for the 1998 Daytona 500 that will be made available uh, sort of in a lottery system. Tell us about that. It will. We will have a drawing, and we're accepting cards for that drawing in December. The drawing will be sometime in mid-January, and those whose names are drawn will be presented an opportunity to buy tickets for the 1998 Daytona 500. It will likely be a two-day package ticket, which will feature the 300-mile race on Saturday as well as the Daytona 500 on Sunday. But fans can send in their cards to be eligible for the drawing during the month of December, and we'll do the drawing in mid-January. All right, we'll pass that address on in just a minute. John, appreciate you dropping by. Look forward to seeing you in February. Uh, look forward to you all of you being in Daytona in February. And I might remind fans we've got the Daytona USA attraction well in place and operating now where you can talk to Dale Earnhardt, Rusty Wallace, and others, see Jeff Gordon's car expand, watch a film on the Daytona 500, all for a very reasonable price. So we've got more going on than just those great races. Thanks Absolutely. for having me, Alan. All right, John, thanks. John Graham, president of Daytona International Speedway, for that drawing for 1998 Daytona 500 ticket uh, purchase opportunities. You need to send your name, address, and uh, number of tickets desired postmarked between December 1st and 31st. 
to the Daytona International Speedway, 1801 West International Speedway Boulevard, Daytona Beach, Florida, 32114. And we've had a few cars duck onto pit road, a couple that were on the lead lap just a moment ago to make a stop. Let's check now with Winston Kelly. Now, Ricky Rudd was one of those. He just came in and topped off the fuel tank. It looked like one of the crew members, Danny Marshman, was going to go underneath the hood, but then he pulled back away getting some radio transmission, but everything apparently okay there. Ricky Craven, who's been behind pit wall and in the garage area a lot, he came into pit road. John Andretti now on pit road. Here comes Todd Bodine and Dale Earnhardt getting service from the Goodrich crew in front of Jim Phillips. Dale Earnhardt making a second pit stop now. He was in earlier with the lead lap cars at lap 197. Now that pit road has been uh, opened back up again, Earnhardt is uh, back in for uh, attention from the crew. We will get a follow-up there from uh, Jim Phillips in just a moment, but continuing to cycle through the pit stops now as we are under caution for the sixth time in the race. Again, an uh, accident involving Loy Allen and Wally Dallin back. Wally got from his car and uh, has gone to the garage area. Loy had to be uh, cut from his machine. He has been taken to the infield care center and we will uh, get word on his condition as soon as it is possible for us to do so. Hey, I'm pretty sensible Monday through Friday, but on the weekend, I find myself nearly 800 miles from home screaming at the passing cars as if I could really make them go any faster. <laughs> screaming and screaming as if anyone can even hear me over the roar of the engines pushing myself. <laughs> Beyond that of any mortal fan, because I, my friend, am a do-or-die race fan, giving it everything I've got, hoping there'll be enough left over to endure the 16-hour car ride. <laughs> Sears Die Hard, the official battery of NASCAR, salutes real racing fans, as dependable and true as the name itself. Hi, this is Lee Corso, and I've got a radio show called The Lee Corso Show on Sunday nights at 7 Eastern Time. And let me tell you something, it's the most absurd radio show you've ever heard about college football. The reason you should listen to Lee Corso Radio Show is number one and most important, I'm going to say something that you don't like. Guaranteed, I've done it every single week. I'll tell you the truth. And what will happen is you'll get a chance to talk back to me. I'm live and in color. Speak your piece right to me Sunday night. We'll get a restart in one more lap from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. The green flag waves in the Napa 500 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Bobby Labonte, the race leader, with Ward Burton, Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace, and Hutch Strickland behind him, heading for one. Chevy, Pontiac, and Ford show the way. All three of those cars getting by the lapped machines. Fourth in line is Rusty Wallace. Fifth is Hutch Strickland. Now all five have gone by the slower traffic. And now here's the challenge for the lead. It's Ward Burton's Pontiac down to the inside of the Chevrolet of Bobby Labonte with Mark Martin making that a three-way scramble for the race lead. They go into turn number four, door to door down to the inside as they come off the corner. Ward Burton has a strong race car. He just drove right underneath Bobby Labonte. Bobby's in trouble right now as Mark Martin dives under him, about to put him back in third place. Mark Martin dives down to the inside in the lane left open by Ward Burton and that's the challenge now for the second spot. Also, Bobby Labonte's going to have to worry about Rusty Wallace. He's next stepping in line to try to grab a spot. Mark Martin moves by into the second position. Here's Rusty Wallace trying to grab third. He's inside of Bobby Labonte and Rusty starts to move by. 
Bobby Labonte only getting two tires on this most recent pit stop, as did Ward Burton, so perhaps the setup on Bobby's car not to his liking in the first few laps after the restart. Ward Burton out in front of the race, he heads to one. Pontiac shows the way into the corner. He's got three car links over Mark Martin. It's three car links back to Rusty Wallace, and Wallace began to feel the heat again from Bobby Labonte. Here's Bobby Labonte, takes a look inside of Wallace, having just lost the third position to Rusty in turn three the last time by. Bobby Labonte not able to make the run to reclaim the position. Bobby trying to get down to the bottom of the racetrack. Car will not stick there. Drifts up a little bit on him, and he has to tuck in single file on Rusty Wallace as they come out of the corner and work their back way into turn one. Here's the race for the fifth spot now. Jeff Gordon dives to the inside of Hunt Strickland. He'll swing by and pick off the spot. Now for the lead. Mark Martin digs to the inside of the racetrack. He's alongside Ward Burton. Ford versus Pontiac midway on the backstretch. Here's Mark Martin cranking down inside of Burton's car. He moves by, and Mark Martin takes the lead. Mark, though, swings wide in the middle of the corner. Ward Burton tries to run up underneath him. Now Mark gets way loose off the corner, does a wonderful job to save the car, even holds on to the lead. Burton, though, looks to his outside in one. Now Burton falls back in line and looks to the inside, coming to turn number one. All the while, Rusty Wallace tightens up the third spot, nose to tail among the front three, all single file, working off turn two. Here's Ward Burton looking inside of Mark Martin, then he scrambles back up to the high side. Then Burton dives inside, mainly to shut off the lane because Rusty Wallace is on the move. Martin drifts a little bit high this time out of turn number four. He did one heck of a job of hanging out of that car just a moment ago in the lead. He's about to lose it now. Ward Burton pounds it down into turn number one, takes the short way around at the bottom of the racetrack. Ward Burton drives it in deep coming into turn number one. He's got the inside lane and help from the rear. Rusty Wallace falls in line behind him with Bobby the Bonnie and Jeff Gordon all trying to make the move by Martin. Four cars trying to stack up against Mark Martin. Here's Ward Burton at the head of that line on the inside of Mark Martin's Ford battling for the race lead. Off turn number four, it will be Ward Burton hanging onto the top spot. He slides up in front of Mark Martin. Now Mark with Rusty Wallace on his tail. Wallace feeling a challenge from Bobby Labonte, who wants third. Bobby Labonte dives down to the inside for a moment, gets a nose alongside Rusty Wallace, but Wallace pulls it out coming into the corner. Now Labonte feels the challenge from Jeff Gordon. He dives to the inside off two. Trying to take the fourth spot. Here's Jeff Gordon inside of Bobby Labonte, working up off the end of the backstretch. Gordon moves by takes over the fourth position. Seven cars are up in that lead scramble, working their way off turn number four. Terry Labonte rides back in eighth position. He's about a half a second back, maybe 15 or 20 car lengths behind that seven-car pack, just kind of watching and holding his breath, hoping nothing happens up there as they all go back to turn two. Front seven cars piked up real close, coming back into the corner. Now it's Ernie Irvin. He'll step out of line. The seventh-place car going after the sixth-place car. Ernie Irvin completes the pass off the end of the backstretch. He moves up into the sixth spot, kicking Hutstrick back into the seventh position. Let's set the front of the field for you. It is Ward Burton leading Mark Martin. Maybe not for long. Here is Mark down to his inside. Tries to drop alongside for the race lead. They're door to door as they head back to the corner. But before they get into turn number one, Martin will complete the pass and pick up the lead. Now Ward Burton will try to come back. He drops to the inside. Tries to get a nose alongside but fails. In the process, he'll fall back into second. Mark Martin gets loose for a moment off turn two. Again, picks up the handle on it. Squares back up at the front of the line. The front six cars all single file for a moment. Rusty Wallace goes high, and that's all 
that he needs to do is drift up there a little bit and scooting under him in a hurry goes Jeff Gordon. Here comes Ernie Irvin underneath him and also getting under him will be Bobby Labonte. Joe Moore, this is the best racing of the day with seven cars going at it and going to be more than that in a minute. A couple of side-by-side -side battles among the front seven cars. Here's Jeff Gordon now going for the second spot. He sees the lane open up. He'll get by Ward Burton. Ward Burton almost left the inside lane open for Bobby Labonte, but Labonte was not able to get the move down inside. Now, here's Jeff Gordon thinking about a bid for the lead. Runs right up on Mark Martin's back deck in the center of the corner. Now peaks low off of turn four. Down to the stripe. He pulls even. Gordon after the top spot on Mark Martin. He'll open the lane to the inside for Ward Burton to make the pass as well. So Gordon gets the lead. Burton now moves to second. Mark Martin tries to squeeze back down in the line. Here comes Bobby Labonte going for third. Bobby Labonte moves to the inside lane. He's going to bring Ernie Irvin along with him for the ride. They hook up nose to tail. Bobby Labonte works up underneath Mark Martin, challenging for third. All day long here at Atlanta, it's been about three cars at the front of the field going at it. All of a sudden, it's eight, nine cars right now. But Jeff Gordon has gotten the lead away. Now he's over opening up some daylight on the rest of the field in turn one. He's got about four car lengths on Ward Burton. you got Bobby Labonte riding along in third. Mark Martin fourth. Fifth now is Ernie Irvin. Sixth is a Rusty Wallace car. Seventh, Hunt Strickland. Eighth now, Terry Labonte. All those cars tied tightly together. Just behind them, there's one car separating the ninth and tenth place battle after Lake Speed. It comes back to Dale Jarrett in ninth. Jeff Burton rides tenth behind him. A little bit farther back, Dale Earnhardt trying to catch up. He made that second pit stop under the caution flag a moment ago. Let's see if we can get an update on why. Earnhardt's uh, crew working on that car a second time under the yellow flag. We uh, have not quite got an update on that yet. Jim Phillips trying to get that uh, now, work his way up to the Goodwrench team's pit, see if we can get word. Bobby Labonte trying to get second away from Ward Burton on the backstretch. Here's Labonte tucked just behind. Ward Burton's back bumper following him off turn four. Got a feeling that some of these teams might have learned something. Now, there are several cars up in that lead pack that only changed two tires. Ward Burton was one of those, Rusty Wallace another, and Burton hangs on to second place. In fact, he grabbed the lead at one point there for a lap or two, so two-tire change has not affected them all that much. Let's go to the pits. Well, we step back into Dale Earnhardt's pit. David Smith is here. The cars are going by. David, you made an extra pit stop. Why? Yeah, we were going to be short on fuel when the window was working out, so we just came in and topped off. Now we can make it, so uh, we just have to work our way back up there. That's the word from David Smith. They can make it on one more fuel stop now. So that's the only thing they did on that last pit stop. And Earnhardt uh, did that while most of the other front runners did not come back in and top off the tank, though they seem to have been getting a lap or two better fuel mileage than Earnhardt based on what we'd seen in earlier green flag stops. Off of turn number two, a four-way scramble for the second spot. That's where Ward Burton has the second spot, but Bobby Labonte is all over his back bumper, followed by Mark Martin and Ernie Irvin back in turn four. They'll put 220. 27 laps on the scoreboard when they cross the start-finish line this time, and Jeff Gordon has an advantage of seven-tenths of a second on the rest of the field. A shuffle among the top five in positions since we broke away. It has been Ward Burton losing three spots. Bobby Labonte, Mark Martin, and Ernie Irvin have gotten by him for second, third, and fourth. Ward now running fifth in one. Down on the inside of the racetrack goes Ward Burton, but now has to come up high because of Darrell Walton's slower car. Now Terry Labonte tries to take a shot at Ward on the backstretch. Ward Burton in danger of losing the fifth position. Terry Labonte closes up behind him, along with Dale Jarrett and Jeff Burton, all nose to tail. And while 
while all that racing is going on behind him, the leader, Jeff Gordon, continues to add even more distance between himself and that scramble for second place on back as they all go back into turn one. Now the battle for the fifth position is Terry Labonte dropping to the inside of Ward Burton. He'll finally pick off the spot. Burton struggles to get back down in line. Can't do so before Dale Jarrett comes by and Jeff Burton steps up to make the move. Here's Jeff Burton trying to take over the seventh spot from Ward Burton. They are side by side coming back into the corner. Jeff Burton moves by and picks up seventh. So Ward Burton after playing some pit strategy and getting only two tires on this pit stop. It worked for some time. He stayed right up in the front leading and in second position. Now he's beginning to slide back just a little bit as the handling goes away on his machine. If you look at the NASCAR Winston Cup championship picture at this point, Jeff Gordon is out in front of the race doing what he needs to do, which is win the event. However, should Gordon win, Terry Labonte needing to finish eighth or better, well, Terry's running fifth right now, and he is also doing what he needs to do. For Dale Jarrett, things not looking quite as rosy. He is in the sixth position at this point, has not led a lap yet today. He needs uh, both Gordon and Terry Labonte to have some problems here in this last 100 laps of the race if he's going to sneak in and win the title. Well, he knew that going into the race today. I mean, he told our guys at the beginning of the show that the only way he could even think about winning the Winston Cup championship would be for both of them to have some major problems and uh, not be around at the end, more or less, is what it boiled down to. But he's drove a good, steady race, just doing what he needs to do. Still wants to finish as high in the Winston Cup points as he can. If he can hang on to third, that's not a bad season at all. 235 laps are on the scoreboard for Jeff Gordon. He's getting on down the road right now. He's put about a quarter of a straightaway on the rest of the field. Been some furious racing a little bit further back in the pack. It's settled down a little bit right now. Would have been back at about 15th position where Sterling Marlin, Jimmy Spencer, Michael Waltrip, Ricky Rudd, and Rick Mast all were going at it for several laps. Joe Moore, as they swing over to you in turn two. And Sterling finally chopped his way through some of that traffic but left those guys to battle among themselves. You got uh, Jimmy Spencer trying to hold off Ricky Rudd now. Rudd trying to make a move. Rick Mast was also in that battle, but now Mast has fallen back by several more car links. One driver who continues to have problems, Ward Burton, has just lost the 10th spot to Bobby Hamilton. Winston Kelly is down in Ward Burton's pit to get us uh, an update from crew chief Chris Hussey. Well, Chris sitting here on the, the pit wall here. Chris, you guys took on two tires. It seemed to be okay for a while. Now he's dropping back. Has Ward said anything about the car? Yeah, we're just real tight. It's been pretty tight all day. And two tires, uh, sometimes it's freed us up, sometimes it's made us tighter. And it was free there for a little while, but I think we overworked the right front pretty hard and wore it out first. Hard. Now it's uh, jump pretty much. So we got one more stop. We're going to free it up some more. Before that. That's the word from Chris Hussey. The car has been a little bit tight all day long. They have taken on four tires all the time. And as Chris told us, sometimes a two-tire stop would free it up enough. But he's afraid they may have overworked the tires battling for the lead. So they'll make another chassis adjustment on the last pit stop. But they did prove something to some of the other teams that for a 10 or 11-lap run, should a caution come out late in the race, that it would be to your advantage to maybe change a couple of tires and gamble a little bit that they can run at the front of the field that uh, situation might come up, it might not. That scramble for second place, still a good one in turn two. Mark Martin following Bobby Labonte, taking a different line off the corner, peeks for a moment to the inside, but now gets back in line. Another good battle, the battle for the fifth position. That's where Terry Labonte has been trying to hold off both Dale Jarrett and Jeff Burton. They all have to go wide to get around lap traffic in turn four. Jeff Burton, the man on the move in that group, has closed in on Dale Jarrett and Terry Labonte now as they sweep off the corner. You know, talking about the two-tire pitch strategies, the other team that has played that out very successfully today is Bobby Labonte's. He running right now in the second position has led the most laps to this point in the event. Jim Phillips is down in the uh, pits of the Joe Gibbs team. Yes, we are. There's great chief Jimmy Makar. 
Jimmy, you used different strategies on the tires. You went two, four, and now back to two. How about the car now? Well, the car's not too bad. It's just a little bit loose, but uh, not bad. Kind of conserving a little fuel right now. That's an issue to us. Uh, we think we can make it on one more stop. Uh, if it works out, we'll get four tires in and go to the end. So may give us one more chance to make a little adjustment on the car. But we're not too bad right now. Uh, obviously, we'd like to be a little better. Has the two tires made a lot of difference with it? Uh, we've been able to hold our own with the two tires. It's not been any better, but we've been able to hold our own and have track position on restarts. So uh, that's what we're looking for. That's the Bush Pole winner crew chief, Jimmy Maycar for Bobby Labonte. Could pick up uh, quite a bit of change if he could pull off a win this afternoon. Bobby Labonte got his hands full, just holding on to second place. Mark Martin has been able to get underneath him through one and two and also three and four, but he hasn't been able to pass him as they go back down to one. Yeah, Mark gets a good run on him usually in the corners, particularly coming into turn number one. But off the corner, Bobby Labonte just a little bit stronger. Now Mark Martin's going to have a worry of his own. Ernie Irvin's closing in on him. Irvin riding in the fourth position, getting more serious about challenging for the third spot. Starts to take a look to the inside of Mark Martin. Those drivers bypass Ted Musgrave's car, who has slowed and is on the apron of the racetrack in the middle of turn four, coming toward the pit lane. Start-finish line, lap 243 of 328 that make up the distance. The leaders are back in one. Jeff Gordon shows the way again, nearly two seconds over that second-place battle, which continues. Mark Martin again gets to the inside of Bobby Labonte, but again, Labonte outpowers him off turn two. Here's Bobby Labonte riding in the second spot, coming back into turn number three. Square is up just in front of Mark Martin's Ford. And for the moment, he'll just tuck in single file and ride along while Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Burton have been having a pretty good tussle back there right behind Terry Labonte. That should be back for about sixth position between those two drivers as they head into turn number one at lap 244. 200 miles an hour in wheel-to-wheel traffic is no place for a second-rate part. That's why every single NASCAR team running uses Moog chassis parts right out of the box. Hey, this isn't some sponsorship deal. They can use whatever part they want. But year after year, without fail, every driver on the circuit installs Moog chassis parts. Of course, the parts we sell to these guys are the exact same parts you can use in your vehicle. Don't settle for anything less. Ask for Moog chassis parts at your nearest auto parts store repair shop. Once people try Bosch MicroEdge wiper blades, a whole new world opens up. Honey, a stop sign. Hmm. Ten years driving this road and I never saw it. With the specially blended rubber element on all Bosch MicroEdge wiper blades, you get the cleanest wipe and the longest life. It's as if they're seeing things for the first time. Wow, Mount Rushmore. How long has that been there? Bosch MicroEdge wiper blades, the most advanced wiper system ever. For a retailer near you, call 1-888-TOP-BLADE. Positions changing in the top five. Mark Martin has gotten around Bobby Labonte for second. Ernie Irvin got around Bobby for third. Labonte back to fourth now with Jeff Burton taking fifth away from Terry Labonte, who is sixth. Dale Jarrett is seventh. Dale Earnhardt eighth. Ninth is Bobby Hamilton, though Rusty Wallace is challenging him for that position. Wallace showing tenth at the moment. Lap 246 has been complete from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. At the Atlanta Motor Speedway, we are now approaching the 400-mile mark of today's Napa 500. Jeff Gordon is out in front by a big margin, almost the distance to the back straightaway on Mark Martin. Gordon falling two laps down in the first dozen laps of the race with an unscheduled green flag pit stop for a left rear tire that had come loose. The wheel had come loose, made up both laps, 
is back out in front of the event and appears to have a very strong car with which to try and ride out to victory lane. Right now, the challenge on the speedway is for the fourth position headed off to turn one. Down on the inside of the racetrack goes the car of uh, Jeff Burton. He'll pick up the spot coming back into turn one. Sunlight glaring off the hood of the car, but now Bobby Labonte drops to the inside. He'll try to regain the spot in turn three. Here's Bobby Labonte rushing up alongside of Jeff Burton's car. They go side by side for a moment, but Jeff Burton fights off Bobby's advance. Everybody just trying to hold as good a position as they can until that last pit stop comes up a little bit later and then hope to run for the checkered flag here and finish as well as they can. 251 laps are on the scoreboard. And for Bobby Labonte, who has had one of the dominant cars all day long, he's having his hands full right now. And they're looking forward to getting in there to make that final pit stop and uh, maybe get things dialed back in. Terry Labonte is closing in on him again over in turn number three. Here comes Terry Labonte. He is riding back in the sixth position. He's closing up behind Bobby Labonte as Ernie Irvin's car drops down toward the pit lane. Ernie Irvin slowed drastically in the corner. I don't think this would be for the scheduled stop. Uh, this is a little bit too early if he was going to try and make it on one more pit stop. But here comes Irvin, who dropped off of third place on the racetrack. His pit all the way down toward turn number one. Irvin now at the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit, working his way there. One of the contenders now by the wayside, it would appear. Let's cover Ernie Irvin's stop. I have just, I just talked to Larry McReynolds. I said, Larry, can you make it on one stop? He said it's going to be very, very close. So they're changing right side tires. The car was wondering when it come by me. So they're coming around the left side to change all four tires, but slapped 253 on the pit stop for Ernie Irvin. Be kind of hard to stretch it according to everybody that we've talked to for the distance you could go here in Atlanta, but we'll see how it all plays out. Nine times out of 10, we start talking fuel strategy. A caution will come out and it'll all go out the window anyway, most of the time, but it might not. 253 laps are on the scoreboard here at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's gotten very cool here in the last hour at this racetrack as the leaders work their way around this speedway right now and head back into turn number one. Jeff Gordon doing everything he can do as he's over in front of Joe Moore. Just as smooth as you could possibly imagine. You'd think he'd probably been, uh, worn this car out after all he's been through all afternoon, but still at this late stage of the race, Gordon is picking his way around traffic, just gingerly moving, changing lanes when needed. The car performing flawlessly at this stage. On the racetrack, Ernie Irvin is back up to full speed after that pit stop. I guess a, a scheduled stop very early on. We'll follow up there in a minute, but Ernie Irvin down the pit lane at lap 252, which was a good uh, 10 to 12 laps anyway, sooner than I figured any of the leaders would come in to make a stop if they were going to try and go the rest of the distance on only one more pit stop. Might have had the fuel pressure fluctuating in the car. Jim Phillips will follow up on that for us. Uh, Barney, I think what, what has happened to you, I don't think they thought they could make it so they want to do it now make it early because I just talked to Steve Meal, Mark Martin's crew chief and he said they had to, were going to have to make two stops so they can't make it on one so that's uh, usually the General Motors products get a little bit better gas mileage than the Fords especially when it's close here I think that they knew they were going to have to make two so they decided to do it early. So we may see some more teams diving in here also to top off the tank and make that stop and uh, at least give themselves as good odds as they can for a win or a good finish here this afternoon. Ernie Irvin, those new tires on the car, is just passing everybody the way he catches them here on the speedway right now. He's back, what, 23rd? 23rd position, and he is one lap down to the race. Whoa, leader. trouble, it's Ernie Irvin. The car spins, breaks loose, hits the outside retaining wall with the driver's side. Coming into turn number one, the car just broke loose, flipped completely around, and is slammed into the outside retaining wall here in turn one. 
Caution is on the speedway. It comes out immediately as Ernie Irvin went up into the outside wall. We we're just talking about how good that car was working. Let's go back to Joe Moore. It's not going to work good anymore, Barney. He came to the end of the front straightaway, and it appeared that maybe something broke on the car because suddenly it just shot up to the high side of the racetrack, flipped completely around, spun around, that is, on the racetrack, and hit driver's side first into the outside retaining wall. The car then immediately rolled back down the banking. It stopped here right in front of me at the entrance of turn number two with fluid coming from the car, damage all down the driver's side of the car, and the roof flap is up as Ernie spun the car here in turn one. Hard crash for Ernie Irvin brings out the seventh caution of the Napa 500 at lap number 258. Irvin having just made a green flag pit stop a lap or two ago, crashes hard in turn number one and does put us under the yellow flag. So now this will bring everybody to a pit road. It'll be lap 259. And uh, that gives us, what, 68 laps, 69 laps left in the race. And it'll uh, be interesting to see after the pit stops and depending on how long the caution goes, what the crew chiefs think on their ability to go the distance from there on fuel. That's a little bit farther than I heard anybody say they would be able to go. So uh, everybody may be in the situation of having to make two more stops now, the one they'll make here in a lap and then another one uh, for a splash of fuel uh, closer to the finish. But the one thing it will do for the moment, it'll equalize everybody as they'll be able to get on the pit road under this caution, take on four tires and fill up the fuel tank. Let's go back to Joe Moore over in turn two. Well, again, Ernie's car came to rest uh, just at the edge of the apron here on uh, the racetrack in turn number two. From my position, uh, just to practically above him looking down, I can see Ernie moving around in the car. Safety personnel have come over to attend to him. There's smoke just pouring out from all around the race car, and as we told you, some fluids coming out of the car as well. But he is talking to the safety personnel. They're kind of evaluating the situation before they assist him in climbing from his Ford. Here comes everybody on the pit road. Jeff Gordon will lead them down. Mark Martin right in behind him. Bobby Labonte, Terry Labonte. Dale Earnhardt is in as they all swing down toward Jim Phillips. Let's first go down to Winston Kelly. Well, Rusty Wallace, one of the first on the pit road just in front of him. Ricky Rudd, the right side up on both of those cars. Dale Jarrett gets another round of wedge in the rear of his car. He'll get four tires. I believe they'll do four. Yes, definitely four on Ward Burton this time. All these cars getting four tires in gasoline. Jim Phillips. Jeff Gordon is in, four tires for him, gasoline, Bobby Hamilton, Terry Labonte. Bobby Labonte is going to beat Terry out of the pit, and so is Dale Earnhardt still in the pit lane. Hutt Strickland and Rick Bass to the follow-up on Ernie Irvin. Pitstop, it was for a tire problem on the right front of the Irvin car is the reason he pitted the first time around. Now to Mike Bagley. Jeff Burton has been in, also Jimmy Spencer, Bobby Hillen, Sterling Marlin, and Michael Waltrip. Routine service, four Goodyear Eagle tires, and a round of Unical gasoline. Good to report, Ernie Irvin has climbed from his Ford over here in turn number two. He had to get a little assistance in getting out of the car because of the driver's side being kind of crunched in after he made contact with the outside retaining wall. Once he climbed out of the car, he stopped, looked back at the hulking mass, and has now walked over to the ambulance. But good news there for Ernie Irvin to be out of his machine and uh, okay. Under caution, at lap number 259 of 328, Jeff Gordon has won the race off the pit lane over Jeff Burton, Bobby Labonte, Dale Earnhardt, Mark Martin, Terry Labonte, and Dale Jarrett. Kellogg's Corn Flakes brings you the sounds of a great day. The official cereal of NASCAR is proud to sponsor Terry Labonte. You're in your car, except 
looks more like you're in a 3,400-pound machine taking the inside edges of a cereal bowl at 150 miles per hour. With 40 snarling race cars surrounding you, even the smallest mistake can be a very big one. And the thirst in your body is as big as your thirst to win. It's a pressure cooker, and you're the main course. That's why NASCAR chooses Gatorade as the sports drink to wash it all down. Life is a sport. Drink it up. Friday night, December 6th, NASCAR's award night from the Waldorf Astoria Grand Ballroom. Live coverage from New York City begins at 7.30 Eastern on MRN Radio. Under the caution flag, cleanup work continuing uh, in turn number two, where Ernie Irvin's car came to rest after it bounced off the outside wall a couple of laps ago. Irvin out of the machine. It appears to be okay, but the yellow flag has the field slowed for the seventh time in the race. From the Atlanta Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back in Atlanta under the caution flag after uh, Ernie Irvin crashed in turn two, the uh, lead off the pit road belonging to Jeff Gordon with Jeff Burton second, Bobby Labonte third, Dale Earnhardt fourth, and Mark Martin fifth. Continuing through the rundown, Terry Labonte now sixth with Dale Jarrett seventh, Bobby Hamilton eighth, Michael Waltrip quietly sneaking up into the top ten in ninth, and Rusty Wallace now running in tenth. Eleventh is Ward Burton, Sterling Marlin is twelfth, Hutt Strickland thirteenth, Ricky Rudd fourteenth, Jimmy Spencer is fifteenth, sixteenth position is Rick Mast, and Bobby Hillen is the last car on the lead lap. He is in seventeenth. Lap down in 18th is Bill Elliott with the Lake Speed 19th and Greg Sachs 20th, 21st to Chad Little. Elton Sawyer runs 22nd, 23rd at this point is Brett Bodine. And 24th belongs to Jeff Bodine. 25th is Ken Schrader, the last car one lap down. Two laps down would be John Andretti in the 26th position. And uh, Dave Marcus in 27th, three laps down in 28th is Johnny Benson. Running five laps down in 29th is Morgan Shepard. Ernie Irvin shows right now in 30th. You've got Billy Standridge many laps down in 31st. Ted Musgrave in 32nd position. 33rd is Todd Bodine. 34th is Robert Presley. 35th, Ricky Craven. Joni Macek is 36. Drivers out of the race from 37th on down include Darrell Waltrip, Gary Bradbury, Loy Allen, uh, the machine of Wally Dallenbach, Randy Baker, and Jack Sprague. Loy Allen taking the infield care center after a hard crash a bit earlier in the race. Winston Kelly has an update for us. Yes, he was involved in an accident with Wally Dallenbach. He was taken to the infield care center, and he reportedly was awake and alert, but he could not remember any details of the accident. He's being transported to the Georgia Baptist Medical Center here in Atlanta with a possible fracture of the left humerus, and he'll undergo precautionary scat, CAT scan at that point. So he, Lloyd Allen, awake and alert, but a possible fracture to his left humerus. Well, that's uh, considering the collision yeah. he took up there, that's good news. It really is. Boy, got hit in the driver's side door after bouncing off the wall in uh, the exit of turn number four. The humerus being the large bone in your arm between the elbow and the shoulder, as I understand it. So, Aloy being taken to the hospital for a look at that. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will pick the winner of the Ray Bestis Break of the Race Award, the NASCAR driver getting the biggest break, good or bad. During today's Napa 500, getting a $500 donation made on their behalf to a special charity from Ray Bestis, the official breaks of NASCAR. At this point on the speedway, the uh, race being led by Jeff Gordon. He is one of uh, 11 different drivers that have traded the lead 24 different times. Summing up the race, Terry Labonte led early while Jeff Gordon was in trouble early. Lost two laps for a green flag pit stop at lap number 11. Made both laps up. 
got back on the lead lap at lap 49, then eventually worked his way up to the front to take the lead for the first time at lap 108 on an exchange of green flag pit stops. Bobby Labonte and Ernie Irvin have been the dominant drivers in the race together. They have led, let's see, 154 of the 263 laps that we have run to this point. So those two drivers have been out in front far more than anybody else. Seven cautions have slowed the event. Average speed 134.474 miles an hour. And this mid-race update is sponsored by Sports Image. Shop this holiday season with Sports Image for the race fan on your list. A complete line of Dale Earnhardt, Cartoon Network Racing, and Ron Hornaday apparel and souvenirs make great Christmas gifts. For a free Christmas brochure and full-color catalog, call Sports Image today at 800-342-7612. And three cars taking advantage, ducking on pit road just a moment ago to top off the fuel tank. Michael Waltrip came in, Jeff Bodine was in, and Bobby Hillen was in. We are still under caution. May get a take one this time when they come down to put them back under green as cleanup efforts have just about uh, concluded here. So this race should be going back to green flag conditions here very shortly. And as they get the indication one to go, here come more cars diving on the pit road to top off that fuel tank. Bobby Hamilton is coming in. Ricky Rudd is on pit road. Here comes Lake Speed in. Brett Bodine is in. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Well, Todd Bodine just getting the fuel topped off along with Ricky Rudd, John Andretti. Johnny Benson rolls down pit road along with Rick Mass, Joe Nemechek. These four or five extra laps that they'll have just could be the difference as we're closing in on the conclusion of this afternoon's Napa 500. Fuel very much on the questions of most of those involved. Will they make it to the end or not? Perhaps the winning strategy played out by a particular crew chief that ends up in victory lane could earn him the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award. $2,000 to be passed out by Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR at the end of today's race. Race. This also the final day for crew chiefs to earn points for the Western Auto Mechanic of the Year Award with $25,000 going to the top NASCAR mechanic this season. Ed Guzzo, the chief mechanic for Jeff Gordon's team, leads those standings heading into today's season finale. And late pit stop by Kenny Schrader a moment ago. They're still working on Kenny's car as the field is just approaching turn number three, getting ready to go back to green. So they've got some kind of a problem on Schrader's machine down there as they get ready to turn him loose. As they swing into turn number four, we need to give a call to some drivers that had a real good run going here today. Bobby Hillen, Ward Burton, Michael Waltrip, and Hut Strickland. We haven't talked about all four of those that much, but they have stayed right up in the top 10 or 12 all afternoon long. Pace car behind pit wall. Kenny Schrader is going to get caught on pit road. As they come down to the line, green flag goes in the air, and maybe we'll settle this under green here at Atlanta to wind down the season for Winston Cup Racing as they haul it off into turn one. Jeff Gordon leads Jeff Burton, Bobby Labonte, and Dale Earnhardt charging back into turn number one. Taking the high lane now as they get by the lap cars. First, Bill Elliott, they'll clear him, hitting the back straightaway. Dale Earnhardt has thoughts of trying to get to the inside of Bobby Labonte's car. That would be the challenge for third. Not able to make the move. Now Labonte drops down low in the corner. Bobby Labonte trying to find a way underneath Jeff Burton for the second spot. Has to watch his outside flank. Dale Earnhardt is there. Bobby Labonte tries to get the fender along Alongside Jeff Burton, he falls back. Dale Earnhardt is outside of him. Earnhardt squeezes up to the high side of the banking. Now works to the inside of Jeff Burton. What a move to the outside of Labonte to the inside of Burton. Earnhardt's up to second. Meanwhile, Jeff Burton's going to lose several spots. Washing very high, coming out of turn two. Jeff Burton backslides from second all the way back into the sixth position in turn four. Terry Labonte had a scary moment a moment ago coming off turn number four and working down the front straightaway. Back there in some of that lap traffic, it thinned out, but he almost got bumped 
up going into the corner. Labonte right now, probably this last 60-some laps here, going to be the longest in his career as he's just hanging in there. They're over in turn two. Single file coming back into the corner. Earnhardt now beginning to close the gap on Jeff Gordon. He's within two car lengths of the race lead. Dale Earnhardt's black Chevrolet is on the charge. Coming into turn number three, Earnhardt chops it down to a car length and a half to the race leader. It has been 26 races since Dale Earnhardt has been to victory lane, the longest streak of his career since he's joined Richard Childress Racing. Earnhardt not won since the race here in Atlanta in March. He's after Gordon in one. Looks every bit as good as Jeff Gordon at this stage of the race. Maybe even better. Here in turn two, Earnhardt veers down to the inside, tries to get up alongside Gordon and may do it on the back straightaway. Here comes Dale Earnhardt. He starts a move to the inside. That's not going to work. He gets back up in line behind Jeff Gordon's back bumper. Earnhardt gets real close this time. Three or four feet back. Here he comes down to the inside off turn number four, but Gordon punches the throttle and will out horsepower him back into turn number one. Dale's going to have to get him in the corner if he does it as they swing over to Joe Moore. Great race of Chevrolet drivers coming back to the corner. This is for the top spot. Gordon's got it. Earnhardt again charges to the inside, gets a nose up alongside, but now falls back in line. Much like the last time by, Dale Earnhardt starts to move to the inside, then changes lanes, goes back up to the high side of the racetrack this time. Earnhardt fakes low, looks high, now has to fall in behind Gordon, now cuts down to the bottom, tries to get up alongside, will not be able to do it at the stripe. He will be right in line behind Gordon now as they zip back to the corner. Both cars drop down to the inside of the racetrack, coming back to turn number one. Earnhardt goes down even lower. Again, trying to get the run going on Jeff Gordon. He's there this time. Here's Dale Earnhardt. He stays planted down to the inside of Jeff Gordon. Matters complicated by Ken Schrader's lapped car. Schrader rides up toward the outside wall the battle for the lead is on in turn four. Right now. Problems for Ken Schrader, Barney, as he does tag the wall and rim rise all the way up around to the top of turn four as Earnhardt moves by to get the lead. Yeah, Kenny Schrader got out in the loose marbles over there, just scrubbed the wall a little bit, didn't hit it all that hard, but he is still up against the wall. We're watching to see if the field will get by and he'll be able to duck onto pit road, so this race should remain under green flag conditions. Now Schrader's got clear sailing and he comes onto the pit road, so this race will stay green. 271 laps are complete in the Napa 500. Kmart presents The Thrill of the Hunt. They're here. I can't see them just yet, but they're close. Very close. I can feel it. All my experience as a hunter tells me so. I'll just ease along this path here, taking advantage of the natural cover and staying well downwind. Yes, there they are! Look at them! Kmart bargains everywhere! It's a hunter's paradise! All the brands, Mossberg, Winchester, Remington, Coleman, Bushnell, all at great prices! Just listen! All gun cabinets at Kmart are on sale now. Save on any all-steel gun safe. Save on all underbed gun safes. Save on all wood gun cabinets with locking storage areas. They're all on sale, but hurry for best choice. I tell you, there's no hunting like bargain hunting! Sale ends Saturday, November 16th. If you're going out there, get in here to Kmart, America's Outfitters, where everything we do is built around you. We are under the caution flag in the Napa 500 for the eighth time in the race. Debris on the back straightaway. Apparently, Ken Schrader cut down a tire on his machine, and the uh, thumping around uh, flat tire uh, dropped a couple of bits and pieces of one of the fenders off the car onto the back straightaway. So we are under the yellow flag. Lap 273 of 328 with Dale Earnhardt leading Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Mark Martin, and Terry Labonte. Now the question is, 
Will anybody come on to pit lane? Remember, a lot of these teams uh, close on fuel. Will anybody come down the pit lane to top off the tank, or will the few extra laps of caution um, give them enough of a uh, comfort margin where they don't feel like they need to pit? Let's see what happens. Here is the uh, opening of the pit road down in turn four. Earnhardt will come for a pit stop, and everybody else is going to follow him down, with the exception of Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Rudd, and a couple of others who stopped to top off the fuel tank at the end of that last caution. Hamilton's going to take over the race lead. Let's follow stops. We'll begin with Winston Kelly. Rusty Wallace's crew is just going to dump in fuel like we expected. Ward Burton's crew going to the right side of his car. They'll change tires. Gasoline only for Dale Jarrett. He's in and out just in front of Jeff Burton. Jim Phillips. Bobby Labonte is in. Gasoline only for him. Terry Labonte is in. Two tires for him. Terry Labonte was four laps short on making it before that stop. Jeff Gordon could have made it all the way, according to his crew. Earnhardt's down and away. All these cars are coming up and get two tires. Bobby Labonte, no tires, just gasoline. Let's down to Mike Bagley. Well, apparently Mike checking on some other stories. So I don't think there's any question there about most of the cars would come on the pit road and top off the tank. Now, how big of an advantage it's going to be for the cars that stayed out there, we'll just have to wait and see. They might be taking an awful big gamble. 274 laps are complete from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. At the Atlanta Motor Speedway at lap 275 of 328, some came down the pit road for fuel and tires. Some got gasoline only. Some stayed on the racetrack resetting things for you. Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Rudd, and Michael Waltrip, all of whom stopped at the tail end of the seventh caution to top off the fuel tank. Well, they've all stayed on the speedway, and they will run first, second, and third on the restart. Jeff Gordon will be fourth. Bobby Labonte, fifth. Then Dale Jarrett, sixth. Seventh will be Jeff Burton, Rusty Wallace, eighth. Dale Earnhardt, ninth. Hutt Strickland, tenth. Mark Martin, eleventh. And now Terry Labonte finds himself back in the twelfth position. He got tires, but most of those in front of him on this particular caution flag did not. So a strategy playing a factor in track position here. Terry farther back basically than he's been all day right now. Yeah, he's going to have to pick up at least four spots to get himself up in there to assure that he can win the Winston Cup championship. Now remember, he needs to finish eighth or better, and it doesn't make any difference what the other drivers do. Field to get the signal one more lap, and we will get a restart when they come down to the start-finish line. Members of the media covering today's Napa 500 will vote the Goodies Headache Award of $1,000 to the driver who suffers the biggest headache during the running of or preparation for this race, the winner getting that $1,000 from Goodies Headache Powders and Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. As we get set for the restart, we will remind you that MRN Radio is with you just about every week throughout the season, bringing you live coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, NASCAR Bush Series, and all kinds of NASCAR racing. This is the time of the year when radio stations around the United States are making their decisions on what programming to carry for 1997. So if you enjoy our broadcast, we hope that right now you will take a moment and drop a line to the local affiliate to which you are tuned and tell them so because it is your feedback that determines what programs they will broadcast. And to let you know what station you are tuned into, we'll now pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing.
The Napa 500 and the 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup Series season winding to a conclusion on Motor Racing Network. Alan Bestwick here with Barney Hall in Atlanta. Joe Moore and Kurt Becker out on the turns. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley in the pit garage areas today. We're about to get a restart at lap number 276 with 51 laps to go in the race. Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Rudd, and Michael Waltrip stayed on the racetrack. Under this caution, they are the first three cars in line with Jeff Gordon behind them in fourth. The first of those to have made a pit stop and topped off the fuel tank. And also at the bottom of the racetrack, there's quite a few lap cars down there, so it's not going to be an easy task for some of those cars a little further back in the field to catch the front runners, even though they did not pit and don't have as newer tires on there as some of the other cars do. They swing back into turn number one under the green flag. Bobby Hamilton shows the way, now getting away from the lap cars. Ricky Rudd goes with it. Now they've got two lap machines, that of Greg Sachs and Bill Elliott, separating them from the next car in line, which is Michael Waltrip. A lot of lap traffic, in fact, separating the first two cars from third place, Jeff Gordon. He's back racing to the inside of Michael Waltrip over in turn four. And Terry Labonte well back in that line of traffic now, probably a little more antsy than he's been all all day. Jeff Gordon takes third away from Michael Waltrip. Here is Bobby Labonte going to try and slide up to the inside of the Sitco car into the corner. Labonte easily makes the move down to the inside of the racetrack. He'll grab that spot from Michael Waltrip. Next in line, Jeff Burton looks for the opportunity to get by. He'll tuck back in line as they exit turn two. Everyone goes single file, this time off the end of the backstretch. Checking on Jeff Gordon back in third. He's got three lap cars to pass to catch the front two. Bobby Hamilton has set sail on the field. He has pulled away from Ricky Rudd by about four five car lengths. Ricky has an equal distance or even more so on that scramble for third place right now. Jeff Gordon trying to hold on to it and Joe Moore, Terry Labonte doesn't want to be where he is right now at all. He is boxed in with heavy traffic all around him now working to the inside of Hunt Strickland and he's got a string of cars maybe eight or ten deep just ahead to deal with. Terry Labonte racing back around the 12th position in the running order. Here come the leaders back into turn number three setting sail for start finish. Jeff Gordon the man on the move at this point dives down to the bottom of one car off of turn number four as they flare out from the shadows into the sunlight. Now back into the shadows again. He's inside of Chad Little and Bobby Labonte makes it three wide into one. What a daring move by Bobby Labonte dropping all the way to the inside of the racetrack. He'll grab the third spot. Now Gordon tries to come back after him. Exiting turn number two. Gordon looks but can't take the spot. Just behind fourth place Jeff Gordon. The scramble is on now for fifth. That's where Michael Waltrip moves down to the inside as Dale Earnhardt races up alongside of him. Guarantee the move that Bobby Labonte just put on going off into turn number one took a lot of people's breath, but he pulled it off and made it work. Earnhardt scrambling right now with Michael Waltrip trying to get up there and be a player and who wins this thing also. The leader's back in two. Earnhardt racing for the fifth position with Michael Waltrip winning the battle as they come into turn number one. He used the inside lane to make the pass. Earnhardt advances one spot. And now Michael Waltrip backslides into the sixth position. Here comes Jeff Burton. Now he's on the move. He's up into the seventh spot, bringing Dale Jarrett with him. Bobby Hamilton won his first NASCAR Winston Cup Series race last time out at Phoenix two weeks ago. He is out in front in the late going. Will the staying on the track for position and topping off the fuel earlier strategy pay off? We're going to find out. We are inside of the final 50 laps of this event. Hamilton is off two and on the backstretch. Because Bobby Hamilton's race leading silver and blue and red Pontiac working his way back up into the banking. Chased by Ricky Rudd's Ford. For now, Rudd just continues to ride in second. 
There's about a five-car separation among the front five machines as they work off turn number four. Everybody's watching Terry Labonte. He is up to 10th position. He needs to get a couple of more to get himself up into at least eighth position to win the Winston Cup championship. But he's got a hard road to hoe to get it. He's back in one. Terry's got a pack of about six cars just ahead of them, many of which are racing side by side. For now, he's just kind of holding his spot, waiting to take his time and maybe pick his way through there. Battle for the sixth spot goes side by side in turn three. Here's Jeff Burton working up alongside of Michael Waltrip. Working off of turn number four, Jeff Burton not able to put the car down to the bottom side of the racetrack and gain that spot off the corner. Now he's got Dale Jarrett to his outside. Mark Martin looking to Jarrett's inside. They're three-way scrambling there. Here they come back into the corner trying to pick their position. Meanwhile, Dale Earnhardt does away with one of the lap cars, separating him from Gordon. That was Greg Sachs. Earnhardt now draws in on Gordon. Battle for the eighth position goes side by side on the back stretch with Mark Martin dropping up alongside of Dale Jarrett, but only for a moment. Jarrett finds him off, and then Terry Labonte, in fact, moves by. Still at the front of the field, Bobby Hamilton by five car lengths over Ricky Rudd, and they work their way back into turn number one. I, I want to look at the lead battle, but I want to look and see what Terry Labonte's doing back there also. He's the cat right now that everything's kind of hinging on as he works over to turn two. Yeah, closer to the front of the field, though, Barney. Bobby Labonte on the move. He just made a pass by Ricky Rudd using the inside lane. He's in second. Ricky Rudd back to third. Jeff Gordon in fourth. Then Dale Earnhardt rounds out the top five. Bobby Labonte, a three-time winner in 1995, yet has not gone to victory lane in 1996. He is trying his hardest now. He's up to the Second spot, trying to chase down the leader. While back in traffic, Jeff Burton, Dale Jarrett, Mark Martin, and Terry Labonte double wide for position. Good scramble going on as they enter turn number one. Jarrett leads the parade. He's got the high lane to the inside of him as Jeff Burton. Terry Labonte trying to pick his way through. He'll take the high road off turn two. Closer to the front, challenge and change for the third spot. Jeff Gordon goes by Ricky Rudd. Now here goes the challenge for the lead. Bobby Hamilton had to crack the throttle, look like, for just a moment, getting in the middle of the corner of three and four, and it's going to cost him the lead. As Bobby Labonte moves around Bobby Hamilton, he swings him back to second place. That's a tight scramble of three or four cars for the lead, and here's a change for second place. It's Jeff, Bur Jeff Gordon that is on the move. He'll dive down to the inside of Bobby Hamilton. He'll advance a position up to second. Hamilton scrambling to get back up in the line before he used, loses third to Dale Earnhardt. Here's Earnhardt climbing up to the high side to put the challenge on for third. Remember, Bobby Hamilton stayed on the racetrack under the last caution. These other drivers coming around him did make a pit stop, though some of them got fuel only, so the tires should not be a factor. Off the corner, down the front stretch, Earnhardt will get third. Earnhardt makes the move, picks up the spot, coming back to the turn. Now the shuffle behind him for the fourth spot. Ricky Rudd dives to the inside of Bobby Hamilton. He'll blow by the STP Pontiac off turn two. Bobby Hamilton losing four spots in the course of the last lap and a half. Now finds himself racing back at the tail end of the top five. They'll put 289 laps on the scoreboard of the 328 that will make up the next. 35 laps to go in the Napa 500. A very close call off turn two involving Hutt Strickland and a whole pack of cars. He almost lost the car, managed to get away. We continue under green. Up front, Bobby Labonte leads with company from Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt. Gordon is within three car lengths of Bobby Labonte. Earnhardt about five car lengths back. It's broken up a little bit in the last few laps. They were much closer, but now beginning to stretch out a little bit. There's also a four-way battle going on back for the fourth spot. Bobby Hamilton has moved back up to fourth. 
After falling back to the fifth position a few laps ago, he's got Dale Jarrett, Ricky Rudd, and Terry Labonte behind him. And uh, Terry Labonte right now breathing a little bit easier on the racetrack because he's not caught up in all that traffic. All of a sudden, Terry comes off turn number four. He's looking to get around Ricky Rudd right now and move himself up a little closer to the front. If he can get around Ricky, that'll put him up in sixth place. They're in one. Here is Terry Labonte now looking to the inside of Ricky Rudd, trying to advance another position. Rudd goes wide up in turn two, opens the end line, inside lane. A perfect move from Labonte. He's up to six now. And that is the only change for now among the top seven. Everyone else stays in line in turn four. Terry Labonte right now in position to clinch the NASCAR Winston Cup Series Championship. It would be his second title. He came into the day needing to finish eighth or better if Jeff Gordon won the race. Right now, Gordon is running second, though, and he's got company. Earnhardt is closing in on Jeff Gordon as they come back into the corner. Second place battle about to shape up as they head to three. Fourth place battle intensifies as well, where Bobby Hamilton is trying to hold off Dale Jarrett. Jarrett takes a look up to the outside lane, coming back into the corner. Doesn't have enough room there to make the pass yet. Dale Jarrett takes the high line this time, trying to get around on the outside, and he might make it work out of turn number four, pins it out right against the wall, and will move around Bobby Hamilton to ease up another notch toward the front of the field. 297 laps go up on the scoreboard. Jim Phillips is down in the area of Terry Labonte's pit. Are they breathing a little bit easier, Jim? I'll tell you what, Terry Dehart does not show his hand. His expression hasn't changed all day long, Barney. But I'll tell you, they've worn, they've worn out some pencils down here trying to figure up gas mileage. The entire crew standing on the wall watching every move that Terry Labonte makes. He's made some good ones on the racetrack today. He hasn't made a bad move all day, as a matter of fact. No, Terry has been up in the top five for much of the day off that uh, pit stop, that last one where he took tires and many of the other lead lap cars did not. He was as far back as he'd been all day. Restarted in the 12th position, but has now made his way up to the sixth spot and, in fact, may be able to get into the top five in the next couple of laps as he closes in on Bobby Hamilton's machine. Up front, though, Bobby Labonte has gotten away from Jeff Gordon. Looked like Gordon was chasing him down for a while, Barney, but now Bobby is uh, beginning to get away again. That's the way Bobby's been all day long. Every time he's got caught back, he might have run around there 10 or 15 laps trying to get back in the lead, but once he did and he can set the line he takes in the corners, Joe Moore, he can just really get around there and turn some awfully quick lap times. That's what he's doing now. Looking very smooth right now. He's got about a 10 car length margin over Jeff Gordon. Gordon rides in the second spot. Then after Gordon, there's about five more car lengths before we come back to Dale Earnhardt's car. He rides in third. Those leaders work their way off turn four. Working their way down to the start-finish line to complete lap 299. So that will give us now 29 laps to go in the race and season. At this point, Terry Labonte in position to clinch the championship. Jeff Gordon will finish a very strong second. Dale Jarrett cannot lose third position. He's fourth on the racetrack. He hasn't led yet today, but he is... Obviously not going to be able to unless something really extraordinary happens here in these last 30 laps. Get around and uh, beat Jeff Gordon or Terry Labonte for the championship. I talked with Dale Jarrett about earlier this weekend about being in the fight for a title. You know, the old saying goes, you have to lose a championship before you can win one. And I asked Dale what he learned from being in the championship fight this season that will help him next year when he tries to win it again. I think the biggest thing we learn is when you show up at Daytona, you have to be thinking championship then in every single race. You know, there were some races, six, 10, 12 races into the season that even though we were still right there, we were still pretty uh, carefree in, in doing things uh, uh, strategy-wise, and uh, you can't do that. You've got to be racing from Daytona 500 right on. Uh, 
uh, in every single race thinking about the points because there were opportunities that, that we could have taken advantage of and, and been a little bit closer going into Atlanta. But uh, it's been a great experience for us and, and something we can really take on for a few more years. Dale and I discussed specifically their gamble on fuel at the Darlington race, the first one, and uh, the second one being Watkins Glen. He said, I will forever uh, regret going in and trying to take uh, sixth position, not, not being happy with six at the end of the Watkins Glen race where he and Dale Earnhardt got together uh, when Jarrett was trying to pass Earnhardt, cut down the tire, ended up finishing back like 24th after that pit stop. He said, I will regret that as my big mistake for the season. It's easy to look back and see where you would yeah. do things a whole lot different. But uh, if you learn something from it, like he told you there, that's the whole difference to winning a championship. 303 laps are on the board. That'll give us 25 to go when the leader comes back around this time. Bobby Labonte trying to get in the record books as a winner in 1996. He's had a good season. Off and on, he's had a good season. I'll put it that way. But uh, they've been in position to win a race a time or two, just haven't been able to put it together. They have really turned things around here in these last couple of months. Of course, the Joe Gibbs team starting their own in-house engine program this season. And Bobby uh, was hesitant to admit, but uh, by midseason did admit that they had some work to go to develop that program. But he said that they could not have worked any harder than they have. And now he feels that they're on a par with just about anybody out there. They went through the bumps and the bruises of learning from uh, having some uh, failures earlier on in the season while they uh, figured out what they needed for their particular cars, but now they're on a par with anybody, and right now Labonte in position not only to win the race and the Unical Challenge of $136,800, but what a celebration that'll be if Bobby wins the race today and Terry, who's just taken fifth away from Bobby Hamilton, clinches the championship. Figure the Labontes will have a heck of a party somewhere tonight. Yeah, they may not come back down to earth for about a week, I'd say. Let's go down to the pits. Well, we've caught up with Ernie Irvin, who's uh, come from the infield care center. Ernie, first of all, are you okay? Um, I, I, you know, uh, everything's all right, and, you know, it's a shame. We had a great race car today, and, um, uh, you know, we're hoping to, uh, you know, stay on the points. What happened out there? I uh, couldn't hear you. What happened out there? Um, just cut a tire or something. That's Ernie Irvin holding his uh, beautiful daughter now walking up into the Texaco Haviland Hauler. Ernie Irvin was eighth in points coming into this race. And Ernie Irvin was only eight points ahead of Sterling Marlin, who is still on the racetrack. Ernie could fall as far as tenth, maybe worse. He could fall out of the top 10 at the conclusion of today's race. Closing in on the finish, we are about to reach the 20 lap to go mark in the Napa 500. Bobby Labonte is leading Jeff Gordon. Dale Earnhardt is running third. Dale Jarrett is fourth. Terry Labonte is fifth and in position to clinch the NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship. Closing in on the finish of the Napa 500 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway and Bobby Labonte closing in on what would be his first win of 1996. He is out in front of Jeff Gordon now by an advantage that is widening as the laps go down. Labonte's team has played out uh, a rather unique pitting strategy today, though several others have done it as well, but uh, they've uh, made use of two-tire and four-tire stops a little bit different than some, and Jim Phillips is down in his pit where Jimmy Maycar has just been named the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race. Well, Jimmy Maycar, congratulations on some great strategies today. You're the Western Auto Mechanic of the race. Well, thank you very much. I tell you, appreciate everything Western Auto does, but uh, the credit's got to go to this race team. We came here to Atlanta with three goals in mind, and we've gotten two of those goals, and I uh, hope, hopefully, with the Lord's blessing and with the Lord's willing, we can get this third goal out of the way, and that's what we're here for. Well, 
$2,000 to Jimmy, and his name goes into that $25,000 bonus at the end of the season from the fine folks at Western Auto. They've done a whale of a job here today. 313 laps are on the board. That'll give us 15 to go as Bobby Labonte comes across the start-finish line and heads back into turn number one. And right now, at least among the top eight, they're getting pretty well strung out around this racetrack. They're over in turn two. Bobby Labonte just approaching some of the slower traffic, picking his way through, taking his time. Plenty of a comfort margin over the second-place car of Jeff Gordon. But Gordon, not quite that comfortable. He's got some company headed down to three. Dale Jarrett, the hardest-charging driver on the racetrack in the closing laps this afternoon. He is chasing down Jeff Gordon for a second. Jarrett is on the fly here in these last 10 laps or so. He has run down Gordon from about a second back as Gordon continues to fade from Bobby Labonte. Jarrett is now right with him. They're racing for the runner-up spot off into turn one. Chevy and Ford racing for the second spot as they come into turn number one. Here's Gordon going low. Jarrett takes it wide, frees the car up, goes way up to the high side of the racetrack, now falls back in line off turn two. Dale Jarrett's red and blue Ford closing up, tightening up just behind Jeff Gordon's back bumper. He follows him back up into the banking of turn four. Watch Dale Jarrett several times a day, and there's been about three or four occasions when all of a sudden that Ford would seem to come to life, and he was able to pick off seven and eight positions. That's just exactly what he's been able to do here in the last few laps. He is really working Gordon over, but he's going to have to get around on the outside. Jeff's making him work the high groove in turn two. This time they come back into the corner, both taking the lower line off turn number two. Here's Jarrett peeking for a moment to the inside. He'll fall, though, back in line behind Jeff Gordon. All the while, Bobby Labonte maintains his advantage of nearly an eighth of a mile or so over that second place battle. Bobby Labonte off the corner now will come down to the line and complete lap number 317. 11 laps to go. Here's Dale Jarrett peeking to the inside of Jeff Gordon for second. Not close enough to make the move. Right now they work their way single file back to one. Jarrett not showing his hand at the stage of the race. Again, he has chased Gordon down over the course of the last seven or eight laps. You'd think maybe he's got something for him. Maybe now he's going to show it. He's to the inside of Gordon. They will race side by side, battling for second back up into the corner. Dale Jarrett swung inside of Jeff Gordon's car. They race door to door. Gordon not giving up. He stays in the throttle. We'll hang with him. Uh, right now they come off the corner and this time as they swing back into the front straight away, Dale Jarrett will definitely take the second position away as they work back into turn number one. Ten laps to go. The leader's over in turn two. Jarrett picks up the second spot. Now question is, does he have anything from Bobby Labonte, who again is about two seconds away from it? Jarrett begins moving away from Gordon as he works off two. One lap car, the car of Todd Bodine, separating Bobby Labonte, the race leader, from second place Dale Jarrett in turn four. Right now, the way they stand with Gordon second, Terry Labonte fifth, it would be 37 points, the final gap in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings. Across the stripe, nine laps to go. Bobby Labonte now leading Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt, and Terry Labonte. They're back in the corner. Here's Bobby Labonte now closing in on some slower traffic. He's got about a half dozen cars just ahead he'll have to deal with in the next lap or so. Meanwhile, Dale Jarrett stretches out his lead over Jeff Gordon. He's now eight car lengths in front of him. Here's the race leader, Bobby Labonte, climbing into the banking, chasing down more lap traffic. He's got a cluster of three cars to deal with next. It's going to be a lot of traffic directly ahead in these final six or seven laps as Jeff Bodine has to come onto pit road here for a final pit stop. Apparently his fuel just not going to play out for him as he comes in for a splash and will go back onto the speedway. 320 laps on the board. That'll give us eight to go for the leader who is now just over in turn two. Bobby Labonte works his way off turn two, falls in line behind Billy Standridge as he hits the back straightaway. Once Dale Jarrett got second, he's had no problem shaking third place Jeff Gordon. Some ten car lengths now separating the second and third place drivers. 1.4 seconds from Bobby Labonte back to Dale Jarrett, and Bobby has a lot of traffic to encounter in these final laps now. Seven to go, and he has many lap cars right in front of him. Will that hold him up enough for Jarrett to be able to catch up. 
Easily makes his move. Bobby Labonte does, getting around Billy Standridge. He goes to the outside of Jeff O'Dine as he comes off the end of the pit lane. And now the race leader closes in on Joe Nemechek. Here is Bobby Labonte's car coming into turn number three. First, he will have to try to clear the Nemechek and Dave Marcus cars as he sets sail off the corner. Bobby Labonte hoping to get his first win in 1996 as he leads them out of turn number four. As we said, there's about four or five cars directly ahead, but he's not going to be that concerned with them. He's got plenty of time. Dale Jarrett crosses the line second, running third is Jeff Gordon. Fourth as they work back into the corner goes Dale Earnhardt and fifth right now is Terry Labonte. The leader's off turn two. Labonte makes his way down to the inside as the Dave Marcus car gets up alongside him and now clears that car on the back stretch. Although Marcus is a stubborn driver up in the outside lane not willing to let Bobby go just yet as Bobby tries to clear him down to the inside. Labonte will swing by Marcus's machine now and come up off of turn number four. He will see the signal from the starter stand. Five laps to go for the win. Terry Labonte just content to ride along in fifth behind Dale Dale Earnhardt while Bobby Labonte tries to hold off Dale Jarrett. Here's a green and black Chevrolet of Bobby Labonte working his way back into the corner and noticeably the distance is shrinking between himself and Dale Jarrett. Jarrett doing all he can to reel in the race leader here in the closing laps. Dale Jarrett has his own lap traffic to deal with. He's got Billy Standridge racing side by side with Dave Marcus just ahead of him. Got a feeling Bobby Labonte has kind of backed off just a little bit because he doesn't want to get up there into all that lap traffic and let it come into play and maybe get hung up and really let Dale Jarrett get up there and have have a better shot at him. This way, he's got to work to get up there even to catch him. They're back in two. As Bobby Labonte closes in on four more slower cars, Jarrett goes to work on his traffic, first getting by Billy Standridge. Now he's going to have to deal with Dave Marcus. Here's Dale Jarrett. He takes a look to the inside of Dave Marcus as they enter the backstretch, then climbs back up in line behind him. Now again, Jarrett starts to move by the lap traffic. Jarrett sweeps down to the inside of Dave Marcus, now running about a second behind Bobby Labonte as they come off of turn number four. Three laps to go now. Labonte across the stripe. Jarrett follows him down the main straightaway. Gordon fading in third, but he's comfortably in third. Dale Earnhardt away behind him. Bobby Labonte works his way back into turn number one. Comes up off the bottom of the racetrack about midway up. Falls in line now behind that line of slower traffic on the back stretch. Bobby Labonte has a line of four lap cars directly ahead that he will have to deal with. Here's the race leader, Bobby Labonte in turn four. Bobby Labonte just kind of taking it easy right now as he runs up on Joe Nemechek's car out of the corner. Looks him over. There's five cars directly ahead crosses the line and puts 326 laps on the board with two to go. Field goes back to one. Here is Bobby Labonte again falling in line behind all that lap traffic. Meanwhile, the race for the fifth spot shaping up over the course of the last few laps. Terry Labonte trying to chase down Dale Earnhardt, regaining a spot there. Also behind them for seventh, Mark Martin trying to overhaul Bobby Hamilton. Back up front, here's the race leader, Bobby Labonte. He goes wide to clear the lapped car of Joe Nemechek. Bobby Labonte takes it high off turn number four, about to come down and take the white flag and nurse her home to get his first win of 1996, while Terry Labonte is just hoping to keep it between the walls and win the Winston Cup championship. Let's follow all that around the back to turn one. Bobby works his way to the inside of Elton Sawyer now to bypass that machine. Looking back, he's got 10 car lengths on Dale Jarrett. For the final time this afternoon, Bobby Labonte is on the backstretch, and while Terry Labonte heads for the championship, Bobby Labonte heads for the checkered flag. Bobby Labonte slowed by some lap traffic in front of him, but Dale Jarrett will not have enough time to catch him, and it will be a Labonte family day in Atlanta. Bobby Labonte wins. The Napa 500, three car lengths over Dale Jarrett. Here comes Terry Labonte off turn number four. He will finish fifth in the race, and Terry Labonte is the 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion by 37 points over Jeff Gordon. The Kellogg's team celebrating on pit road. Let's go down there now. Well, we got to get a word with Gary Dehart here just to... Gary? 
Uh, he's talking to some of the uh, Weston folks here, and he's talking to his driver right now, and I'm sure congratulations are going all out around for this uh, crew that, uh, I'll tell you, they hung in here all day long, did not miss a beat, made some great pit stops. Gary, congratulations, buddy. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jim. i tell you, 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 you didn't change expression all day long. Well, kind of holding your breath all day long, you know. This crew did a great job for you. They sure did. They did a real good job. Uh, emotional Gary Dehart as we head to victory lane, and the champion of 1996 is Terry Lamonte. Well, if I had won the championship, I think I'd get a little emotional too. They really deserved it. They worked for it all year. They were very consistent. And now on the main straightaway, the race winner Bobby Labonte pulls alongside brother Terry's car as Terry goes for his victory lap. Both of the Labonte brothers celebrating a win and a championship. Great picture there that I'm sure they'll cherish for a long time to come. We'll be back in a minute. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford lately? The Labonte family having a celebration here at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Bobby Labonte has taken his first win of 1996 in the Napa 500, while Terry Labonte has won the NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship, finishing fifth in the race. He will win the crown by 37 points over Jeff Gordon. We will hear from the race winner and champion shortly. First, let us hear from Gordon, who made up two laps in this race, rallied back with everything he had to finish third, but he's come up 37 points short of the championship. And we've had uh, we've settled up alongside Jeff Gordon. Jeff, third place today, second in the points, 37 points behind Terry. Tell us about your season. I tell you, today was a great day. I want to thank God. Uh, you know, I, tell you, I was praying because we've had some awful runs here, and uh, he certainly answered our prayers today. That was a great comeback and a great race car and a great team. And uh, I want to thank them for this whole season. They've been wonderful to work for. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the future at Hendrick Motorsports. And, uh, you know, i got to take my hat off to Terry Labonte. I, that, uh, that team has done an awesome job all year long. We knew if they didn't have a problem, you know, that we didn't have a chance. But uh, we certainly wanted to make them work for it, and we did. And uh, we're real proud of that. And uh, i tell you, this is a great day. Uh, we just didn't, didn't have the you know right combination there at the end. I, I need to be out front. My car really worked good out front. And uh, once I got behind Bobby, we got three wide there with the lap car, and I had to check up. And I could never get back by him. I think if I had got in front of him, it would have been a different story. You had talked about a great comeback. Two laps down early on. How did you and the crew come back from that? Hey, you know, we knew we were going to have to be aggressive all day long. I didn't know what happened. Something happened to the left rear. It started vibrating real bad, and the car started going backwards. And instead of crashing the car, I said, guys, I'm sorry, but we got to come in. And, uh, you know, we, we lost two laps in the pits. Luckily, we got, a, we got a caution. We got to get out there and get one of them back right away. We had to work real hard to get that next one back. But we had, a, we had I think, the best car all day long. And, uh, you know, but it doesn't matter if you don't have the best car there at the end. And Bobby did. That's Jeff Gordon, third on the racetrack, second in the 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup Championship points chase. Well, you can't uh, deny that Gordon has had a great season. Ten wins, came back from what he was 43rd in the point standings after the first two races of the season, came all the way back to be the leader and in the hunt for the championship right down to the final race. He came up short today, though. Even today, what a, what a comeback from two laps down, just 11 laps into the race, came back to uh, lead the event and finished third in this race. What a, what a team. Boy, it was really hard for me to believe that he made up those two laps as quickly as he did, but uh, nevertheless, he did. Let's go back downstairs. Caught up with Dale Jarrett, second place today. Dale, tell us about your run. Close, but no cigars, they say. Uh, the car, we really got it good there at the end. We were just too tight all day long. Still a little too tight at the end, but uh, 
we made a lot of adjustments. Todd and the guys did a terrific job in the pits. Uh, we just kept trying to find what the car wanted, whether it was air pressure in the tires or the track bar up or wedge out. And we finally hit on a combination that worked there, and I just got a little too far behind on the restart. For a first-year team, you've got to be happy with the success and with the performance of this team. Yeah, pretty awesome. These guys are incredible. Uh, just want to thank every, each and every one of them. Uh, they did such a terrific job. Robert Yates, Larry McReynolds, uh, and when I say the whole team, I mean both the people that work on both of these race teams. They're just incredible how much effort they put forth, and uh, guys in the engine shop are just awesome. So looking forward to the next few years to come, and uh, I want to say hello to my wife and, and family and uh, her brother, Kevin Spears, who was injured earlier this week in a car accident. Uh, Kevin, I was trying to get this one for you. Just missed a little bit. Dale Jarrett finishes second in the Napa 500. Well, let's hear from the first of the Labonte's celebrating here at uh, Atlanta today. Bobby Labonte is in victory lane with Winston Kelly. Getting congratulations from his lovely wife, Donna. Joe Gibbs is here. He got congratulations from the chief of uh, Interstate Batteries, Norm Miller. Bobby Labonte, an all-Labonte day. Congratulations. Well, I tell you what, this Interstate Battery Chevrolet was awesome. Uh, you know, we uh, we led a lot of laps. We uh, were up front there when it ended. I think the, the pass that made it was a three wide going into one. I had to get Jeff. Uh, he was the one I was I knew I was going to have to beat. And we made it through there. And, uh, you know, this, uh, I'd like to thank all the people with Shell, uh, NFL, Easy Care, Champion Spark Plugs, uh, Mac Tools, Food Line, Interstate Batteries. I mean, this thing was great. Chevrolet, it's great to go out and winter with those people because they've been so great to me. And uh, like I told, uh, Bill Weber while I go on ESPN. This is uh, definitely the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. Bobby, talk about that pass you mentioned. Set it up going into turn three down the back, down the front straightaway. Tell us about it. Well, uh, Jeff had to race Chad through the corner and they got a little bit bound up and I got to run off of turn four. And I got my, uh, now I, that was like the only move I could make because I, I knew uh, Jeff was going to be the one to beat. And it's so hard to pass. Track position means so much. Uh, God dang, that was uh, <laughs> that wasn't the normal deal for me, but uh, I had I knew we had to, we were on a mission, so we had to we had to do what we had to do. How about the pit strategy? Two, four tires back and forth today. Well, uh, yeah, that was something we just thought about probably about five minutes before the race started. We said, hey, let's try two today, so we did, and they worked out really good. We probably weren't quite as good, but we got track position out of it, and stayed up front, and stayed out of trouble all day. And it's got to be icing on the cake that Brother Terry comes home with the championship. <laughs> That's cool. That is way cool. <laughs> I tell you, tears of joy down here. Bobby Labonte, the Interstate Batteries crew, come home victorious in the Napa 500. Great day for the Labonte family here in Atlanta. Terry now just climbing from his car, surrounded by people down on pit road. We will hear from the champion in a moment. He's not more than, what, uh, 20 yards from his brother, but it'll be a while before they get the chance to speak, celebrating in uh, different places at the uh, same time, but both with a couple of uh, big wins here today. Let's uh, take a minute before we hear from the champion go back downstairs to Mike Bagley well we've caught up with Dale Earnhardt although he just left us he went in to change clothes getting ready to be loaded in a golf cart to go on a hunting trip we'll get back with him in just a second all right Dale Earnhardt finishing fourth here today a great drive for Earnhardt just uh, came up a little bit short yeah he was on a mission all day long and I thought for a while that he might have the car to do it but as we said the car just would not turn at the bottom of the racetrack for him this afternoon and I think that was a difference uh, he's, he's been on a hunting trip here all day hunting yeah. victory lane he almost made it absolutely members of the media covering today's Napa 500 have voted the goodies headache award of thousand dollars to Loy Allen plus a two hundred fifty dollar donation will go to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem North Carolina from goodies headache powders and tablets and Loy Allen Loy involved in a hard crash off turn four at lap 196 he hit the outside wall then his car was hit by Wally 
Valley Dallenbacks. Loy was taken to Georgia Baptist Hospital in the uh, Atlanta area, suffering from a possible broken bone in his arm, and uh, I believe it was also a possible concussion. He's going to be CAT scanned there and so on, but Loy was uh, awake and talking, but uh, he did suffer a very hard crash and has been given the Goodies Headache Award today. Now here at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion is climbing aboard a, a great big float that will take him for a tour around the speedway where he will greet the uh, hundreds of thousands of fans that are gathered here today. Jim Phillips has uh, climbed aboard that float as well, and we will get a word from our NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion, Terry Labonte. Let's go down to Jim now. Terry Labonte. I'll tell you what. Uh... Terry, congratulations, champ. Thank you very much, and I'll tell you what, it's just a, just a great day for me, for myself personally, and uh, I just know it all of these guys on the Kellogg's team at Hendrick Motorsports, it was a great, uh, great run for us, a great season, and uh, I never thought it would take me 12 years to win another championship, but uh, we finally did, and it's just, uh, just a great feeling. Tell, tell us about the race today. Well, our car was awful good, and uh, you know, there at the end, we just kind of kind of rode right there and uh, just kind of rode it out. I, it seems like it was the longest race I ever ran, but uh, you know, we hung in all day all day, and just did what we had to do. Were they keeping you aware of what was going on around you, where people were and where Bobby was and all that? No, we just, uh, I, could, I could see everything was going on, and I just kind of kept up with myself. We didn't really talk too much today, but uh, everybody, everybody was afraid to say anything, you know. And, uh, I got to congratulate my brother. That's a great run for him, and, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, we just couldn't be happier. Did at first of the season, when you pulled out of the blocks, did you really think you had a good shot at this championship? Well, I tell you, when I joined this team, I knew it was an opportunity for me to get back with a team that could win some races and a chance to have a chance at the championship. And, uh, you know, all my dreams have come true. Going back to the early 90s, didn't look like Terry Labonte was going to win a race, let alone a championship anymore. But this has to really make that uh, go away pretty in a hurry. Well, it really does. And, uh, you know, there again, I just owe it all to, uh, to Rick Hendrick, uh, Jimmy Johnson, uh, my crew chief, Gary DeHart, all the guys at Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, they all stood behind me and gave me an opportunity to drive for them and, and I'm just uh, just happy to be there and uh, happy to go along for the ride. This, was this compared to 1984 dollars a whole lot different? I think it's a little different. <laughs> Terry Labonte, emotion. Let's talk to Kim here. Kim, congratulations. Thank you. I'm pretty proud of Terry and the whole Kellogg's team today. They had to work hard. It wasn't easy today, and so I'm, I'm proud of them. You didn't seem too nervous down there, though. Woo, those last few laps, the last 50 laps, I was very nervous. <laughs> well, they got kind of close, I'll tell you. We're going to get a chance, to hopefully, to talk to uh, Terry's dad down here. Let's move on down and see if we can get a word with uh, Bob, who's meant so much to Terry Labonte. Bob, congratulations. Thanks, man. Uh, it's a great day. The, the brothers pulled it off. It, it, uh, did you ever envision anything like this when these uh, young boys were racing back in Texas? Uh, no, no. You know, this is uh, we, we had just raced week to week. Deal. We never had no plans, but uh, it, you know, you couldn't beat this, right? <laughs> That's Bob Labonte, Terry's father, as we take the ride around the racetrack. Would you say that emotion has finally melted the Iceman? Well, I think Terry it has. Terry said a couple weeks ago at Phoenix at a press conference he had there. Somebody said uh, to him, uh, uh, "Don't you ever get excited?" He said. Wait till after I win the championship, then you'll hear me get excited. Terry Labonte, the 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion. More from Atlanta in a minute. Hi, this is Ernie Irvin here for Ford Trucks. You know, back at home, I have a horse farm with everything from thoroughbreds to pacifinos. So naturally, I was impressed when Ford brought out their new horses, the major horsepower of the Triton V8, available in the all-new F-150. And here's the real kicker. 
Whenever the F-150 or any Ford truck goes racing, the winning technology goes all the way to the one you can drive. Hey, the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. At Western Auto and Parts America, you'll always find the best selection of quality name brand auto parts at guaranteed low prices. And with over 100,000 parts available, you'll save on everything you need for your car at Western Auto and Parts America. Keep your car's engine from overheating in the summer or freezing in the winter with Prestone Antifreeze, the all-weather protected for your car. And now you can get Prestone Antifreeze at unbeatable guaranteed low prices at Western Auto and Parts America. Western Auto and Parts America. Serious parts, serious savings. Friday night, December 6th, NASCAR's award night from the Waldorf Astoria Grand Ballroom. Live coverage from New York City begins at 7.30 Eastern on MRN Radio. Back in Atlanta, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season is over. Terry Labonte is the champion. Bobby Labonte has won the Napa 500. We were hoping to get a word from Dale Earnhardt, who finished fourth today. Mike Bagley is in the vicinity of his team in the garage. Well, he's like Superman. He darted into the phone booth, changed clothes, and came back out, hopped in a golf cart. We asked him how his run was. He gave us a thumbs up, said it was great. He's in the golf cart now, on the way to the airport, going hunting tomorrow. So Mr. Earnhardt has uh, left the building after a fourth-place run today, and Dale Earnhardt will finish the NASCAR car Winston Cup Series season in fourth position in the championship standings 330 points behind Terry Labonte Mark Martin will finish fifth 375 points back it'll be Terry Labonte beating Gordon by 37 and Jarrett by 91 unofficially the final margin for the championship now time for Barney and I to pick the winner of the Raybestos break of the race the award $500 to charity from Raybestos breaks in the name of the driver who got a good break or bad break today well there were a lot of guys that had some good breaks a lot of guys that had bad breaks the only thing that really sticks out in my mind was the break that Loy Allen got up there when even though Wally Dollenbach went into the driver's side of the car he was able to stop that car and probably kick off 100 miles an hour in speed when he went into him which had to be a great break for Loy even though they two did tangle but uh, that's where I'm going to cast my vote. And even though Loy uh, injured in that accident, uh, believe us, it could have been a whole lot worse. So uh, for using his brakes to the max in that particular situation, uh, Wally Dallenbach anyway, we will give Loy Allen the $500 uh, Raybestos Break of the Race Award from Raybestos, the official brakes of NASCAR. Back with the final finishing order and a wrap-up from Atlanta in a moment. From the Atlanta Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back in Atlanta, the fans beginning to file out of the Atlanta Motor Speedway while Terry Labonte is paraded around the racetrack in the back of a truck to greet those uh, in their seats now. And the sun begins to set in the western sky. It was uh, quite an afternoon here. Bobby Labonte in victory lane is the race winner. Terry Labonte is the 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion. Before we give you the finishing order, let's run through uh, a little of the post-race award business. First of all, the Wicks Charity Challenge. Bobby Labonte completing all 328 laps today naturally, raising 328 more to the United Way donated by Wix Filters. The season's total now $7,857 to the United Way. From Bobby Labonte and Wix Filters in the Wix Charity Challenge, we congratulate and commend all on their involvement. Western Auto Mechanic of the Race was Jimmy Maycar, Bobby Labonte's crew chief. Jimmy also getting the $2,000 Plasticoat finish, winning finish award as uh, the winning crew chief. That from Plasticoat, the official spray paint of NASCAR. Dale Jarrett led it halfway. He got the $10,000 Gatorade front runner award and it was Loy Allen we just gave out the Raybestos break of the race award to a couple of moments ago. So Barney the race over let us uh, now take a look at the final finishing order of the Napa 500. 
Bobby Labonte will win here this afternoon. Dale Jarrett will finish second. Coming home third is Jeff Gordon. Dale Earnhardt finishes fourth, and Terry Labonte's fifth-place run will clinch the Winston Cup championship for him. Bobby Hamilton had a great day. He finished sixth. Mark Martin ran seventh. Ricky Rudd finished eighth. Jeff Burton was ninth. Rusty Wallace made up the top ten. Michael Waltrip finished 11th. Ward Burton finished 12th. Rick Mast was 13th. Jimmy Spencer 14th. Sterling Marlin comes home 15th. Bobby Hillen 16th. Hutt Strickland finished 17th. Greg Sachs was 18th. Lake Speed was 19th, and Bill Elliott make up the top 20. Finishing 21st was Brett Bodine, Chad Little gets 22nd, Elton Sawyer 23rd, John Andretti 24th, and Dave Marcus 25th. 26th today to Jeff Bodine with Johnny Benson in 27th, Morgan Shepard 28th, Billy Standridge 29th, and Ken Schrader 30th. 31st was Ted Musgrave, 32nd position, that was Todd Bodine. Robert Presley finished 33rd, Joni Macek 34th, and Ricky Craven 35th. Ernie Irvin gets 36th, Darrell Waltrip 37th, Gary Bradbury 38th, Loy Allen 39th, Wally Dallenbach 40th, Randy Baker 41st, and Jack Sprague 42nd. 27 lead changes. Among 12 drivers today, Bobby Labonte leading six times for 146 laps. The lap leader on the day, eight caution periods slowed the event for 47 laps. Average speed, 136.602 miles an hour. Margin of victory, 0.41 seconds. And unofficially, the top five in the final NASCAR Winston Cup championship standings. Terry Labonte beating Jeff Gordon by 37 points. Dale Jarrett third, 91 points back with Dale Earnhardt fourth and Mark Martin fifth. Several positions in the second half of the top ten could have changed hands today. The official standings released by NASCAR in the morning. And we will have those for you on our NASCAR Today program tomorrow afternoon couple of uh, final pieces of business before we leave the air. First of all, want to let you know that if you'd like to see the NASCAR Bush Series banquet, Randy LaJoy making quite an eloquent and a fun speech in accepting his championship awards at their banquet last Monday night. That'll be shown tonight on ESPN2, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You might want to tune in and check that out. And upcoming racing events, the uh, Nashville Late Model Classic 300, Sunday, November 17th at the Nashville Speedway USA. The fourth annual Myrtle Beach 400, Sunday, November 24th of the NASCAR late model stocks that's at three in the afternoon eastern time and those upcoming events still to be run on the racetrack MRN Radio has one final event to broadcast. That is the NASCAR Winston Cup Series Awards Night coming up Friday, December the 6th up at the Waldorf Astoria in New York. Should be quite a time. Got a feeling that'll be an emotional one also for Terry Labonte up there. It's always a lot of fun. Been a good year. We had uh, had a lot of fun at a lot of racetracks. Need to thank a lot of people, all the people who have helped us and worked with us all year long and uh, kind of look forward to maybe doing it again. Won't be too long before we get back down to Daytona. Start it up all over again and uh, it, it will be a quick off season but uh, certainly uh, both both for the broadcasters and the race teams, one that will be looked forward to here for the next uh, next several weeks. That NASCAR Awards Night broadcast Friday, December 6th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Hope you'll tune in. And also a reminder, if you're here in the Atlanta area, the Speedway's Breakfast of Champions or Champions Breakfast, I should say. I guess the other one's kind of a trademark thing, isn't it? 7.30 to 10 tomorrow morning here at the racetrack. And uh, come on by uh, NASCAR champions in attendance. Uh, Terry Labonte is uh, believed to be attending tomorrow morning, and uh, that is 7.30 to 10. It is free. Come on out, join the champion for breakfast. Final note before we leave the air, an update on the conditions of uh, three drivers injured in a crash here yesterday at the Atlanta Motor Speedway in the ARCA Series race. Mickey Hudspeth, the Ronda North Carolina driver who... Uh, was the first one involved in the accident, had uh, unfortunately uh, his left hand 
uh, amputated uh, because of injuries suffered in uh, that event. He's now out of intensive care, moved to a regular room. We send our best get well wishes to Mickey Hudspeth. Also, John Gill, the Mitchell, Indiana driver uh, injured in that collision, has a broken left humerus, which is the big arm, big bone in your arm between the elbow and the shoulder, plus a couple of broken bones in his neck, which are not believed to be serious. He uh, is still in the hospital at Georgia Baptist Medical Center. Also, Ron Burchett, the Walkertown, North Carolina driver, was kept overnight for observation. No major injuries reported. He was expected to be released sometime during the afternoon today. So that, uh, that about wraps it up. We have had a wonderful season. 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup Series racing. We thank all of our affiliate stations along the way for bringing our broadcast to you. We thank all of the racetracks and sponsors who've worked with us. And most of all, we thank you for tuning in and allowing us to uh, bring NASCAR Winston Cup Series racing to you week after week throughout the season. Sherry Smith and Cherise Bangler helped us on the scoring loop today. Joe Moore and Kurt Becker covered the actions in the turns. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley were in the pit and garage areas. Join us for Ned Jarrett's World of Racing, NASCAR Today, and NASCAR Live. Throughout the offseason, we'll be here all winter long. For now, for Barney Hall, I'm Alan Bestwick. Wrapping up the season, saying so long from the Atlanta Motor Speedway, Bobby Labonte has won the Napa 500, and Terry Labonte is the 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Sponsored by Western Auto and Western Auto's Parts America, the official auto parts store of NASCAR. By Unical 76 Products Company, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR and 76 NASCAR high-performance motor oil. By Raybestos Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR. By First Brands Corporation, makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner. By Pontiac, the official pace car of NASCAR, 25 years running. Pontiac, we are driving excitement by Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life is a sport, drink it up. By Smooth Bush Beer and Easy Drinking Bush Light. Bush, the official beer of NASCAR. By Kmart, America's Outfitters, where everything we do is built around you. By Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR and sponsor of Fred Bodine's Ford Thunderbird. By Kellogg's Corn Flakes, make it a great day. By Wicks Filters, a critical part of the Joe Gibbs Racing Formula for winning. By Move Quality Chassis Parts, the choice of every NASCAR team running. By True Value, proud to be the official hardware store of NASCAR. And by Bosch, makers of Bosch Super, the premium copper core spark plug. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Marketing, Greg Zarfoss. Assistant General Manager, Mark Williams. Affiliate Relations, Cheryl Knight, Stephanie Ellis, and Lisa Carter. Engineers, Harry Howard and Vince Marzello. Remote Operations, David Brandt. Production Assistants, Sandy Good and Gina Hallgren. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.